You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. This episode of Breaking Down the Ring is brought to you by Chala Legal Group Estate Planning. Estate planning is for everyone. Whether you're worth $4,000 or $40 million, estate planning can help protect you, your family, and your assets while you're alive and well. Damn. To register for an upcoming workshop today, go to chalalegal.com slash workshops or call 586-273-7157. Again, that's chalalegal.com slash workshops or call 586-273-7157. What the you're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Holy shit, everybody. Wrestling this week is nuts. The entire WWE is going to war with themselves. Raw, SmackDown, NXT, all of it. We're going to get into that. Survivor Series picks are going to be made on our pro wrestling scorecards tonight. And we are going to get into the results of NXT War Games. We will do all that and more this week as we break break the ring down. You don't know what hard times are, Daddy. The cream rises to the top. Oh yeah. Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass. You just made the list. This right here is a family. Hey, this is professional wrestler and professional podcaster Colt Boom Boom Cabana. My name is Killer Cross. This is the Smoke Show, Scarlet Bordeaux. What's up, guys? The After Machine, Brian Cage. This is Ryan from Pro Wrestling Tees. Sadly, you are not listening to The Art of Wrestling, but you made a decent choice because you're listening. You are now listening to... And you're listening... And you're listening to... You listen to Breaking Down the Ring. 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 Break it down. Oh, it's true. It's damn true. Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to the most inappropriate pro wrestling show in the motherfucking world. You're listening to Breaking Down the Ring. We are your ring crew. Nikki One Tip. Nikki One Tip. <laughs> the notorious SMIT. And me, the all Mikey One and current ring crew champion, Mikey himself. <clears throat> fucking midget stripper. Boo. Uh, man, there is so much to talk about. First and foremost, Survivor Series is tonight, ladies and gentlemen. If you are listening live, you are watching live, come downtown Detroit. Come to the Buffalo Wild Wings in downtown Detroit, right there on Randolph Street, 1218 Randolph Street, Detroit, Michigan. Uh, man, we're going to be doing our huge Survivor Series party. One every at four of these pay-per-views a year we do a, are the big ones for WWE so we do a big party on the second floor you come on down get yourself some prizes get yourself some uh, raffle tickets maybe get yourself another chance at a WWE heavyweight championship replica title belt you want to get in on this man you want to be there 1218 Randolph Street downtown Detroit Michigan the Buffalo Wild Wings get there second floor be up there watch Survivor Series no cover family friendly but hey I mean we're not going to say cunt pow our problem is not to whip it out. <laughs> uh, but will you nay-nay it? 
Maybe. Hey. <laughs> Show your stanky leg. Show your stanky leg. Uh, <laughs> um, this week was fucking nuts, ladies and gentlemen. Uh fucking nxt finally beat aew in the ratings we're going to talk a little bit about that going into nxt takeover war games and survivor series this evening uh some announcements were made after war games uh regarding the women's uh people who are the women's competitors that are going to be in the traditional survivor series match which is i guess not traditional anymore because now there's three brands so it's raw smackdown and nxt when it used to be uh just Two, you know, two people, two teams against each other. I think it's when they said traditional survivors, I mean like the whole elimination one by one type deal. It's still not traditional if there's three teams involved. It's 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 a modern take on it, which a lot of things are being modernized. Same with war games, man. War games doesn't have a top on it. The cage is not enclosed anymore. Mm-hmm. You can get to the top. Back in the day, it used to be an enclosed cage. I do like the fact they have uh, this year. They actually did add the rule like if you leave the cage, you would disqualify your team. One that was start. that was always. No, it wasn't there in the first one. Yeah, it was. Because I think we all complained about how they had the top. They didn't have the top on. We the cage. complained about them not having the top, and then they were when Cole was doing the uh, the move from the top. They were everyone's like, "Is he going to leave and you know disqualify his team?" Like there was, yeah, it's uh, that's always been there. You just haven't paid attention. Wrong again, Smitty. Bow, bow, bow. Hashtag wrong again. Bow, 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 bow. Don't need to pay that. Sorry, I was watching, <laughs> watching Kevin Hart a little bit too much lately. Um, yes, so NXT, we're going to start off with that, man. Uh, this week was crazy because Triple H, after Raw, said anyone who wants to come to NXT, the doors are open. Come on down. And, of course, a bunch of people from the other brands came. It started off uh, with um, Becky Lynch kicking it off and then having a match with Rhea Ripley that ended in a no contest because – you know, people got involved. Uh, Matt Riddle then defeated Ricochet because Ricochet came down. Uh, then Undisputed Era took on the Revival. The Revival weren't really uh, showing up to declare war because when they they were announced, you know, this week, and they had an amazing tag team match with Undisputed Era went over. So good. Uh, Kaylee Ray then went over at Dakota Kai. Uh, Kaylee Ray is your NXT UK Women's Champion. And then the Viking Raiders showed up, and they were in the parking lot arguing with the Forgotten Sons, bringing up past beef that kind of never really finished. And so the Viking Raiders went over the Forgotten Sons. And then Adam Cole defeated Dominic Dijakovic in a War Games Advantage ladder match. And then all fucking hell broke loose. Uh, Seth Rollins, a whole bunch of people came down, and then Seth Rollins came in later, said he was the smart one, you know, standing there, and then Ciampa's music hit, and Ciampa comes out and just saunters to the ring, then nails Adam Cole with the fucking knee, and then goes in, and him and Seth Rollins have a nice little fight. Um, my favorite part of that was Keith Lee and, uh, and, um, and McIntyre's little bit where they had. Where, uh, McIntyre oh, they were going back and forth, yeah. So, this being the first week eight. Of the official Wednesday Night War. Uh, obviously, it's week 10 for NXT because they are two, uh, two weeks in advantage. But week 8, where both shows are going up against each other. And NXT finally beats them in the ratings. Is it a problem for NXT if they didn't beat them in the ratings, Smitty? Beat AEW Dynamite in the ratings? Going into Survivor Series and TakeOver War Games. Uh, yeah, because it's a go-home. Like, it was a go-home show. This is where you need the need to take a victory somewhere in his, in his ratings thing. Um. Like, whatever demographic that they got to watch, kudos to them. Mm-hmm. And this is just proving that this is the best time to be a wrestling fan right now. Just you, options there are there. 
Nick, what do you do? You think that is it devastating? Is it uh, bad? Because let's be very honest, it's not like they beat them by much. AEW had eight hundred ninety-three thousand viewers, while NXT had nine hundred. Now AEW dropped from last week's nine fifty-seven, and of course NXT went up from last week's seven hundred fifty thousand. Um, you know, we're we're talking about ratings like it makes a huge difference. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you, but I guess the reason people talk about ratings so much is because of how the ratings happen back in the day, and it's if something's watch, somebody's watching something more. Obviously, it's going to be more paid attention to by the people in the back. But at the same time, I haven't even seen the DVR numbers for that for these yet. And DVR numbers make a huge difference because, uh, yeah. look, man, if you're watching it, you're watching it, you know. And I guess it co- it comes into that. I'll see if I can look for the DVR number because I didn't even think about it just now. But if NXT doesn't beat AEW Dynamite or uh, barely lost, so let's say because AEW eight hundred ninety three thousand, let's say NXT had eight hundred ninety thousand, is that a problem for NXT moving forward and would you think it would affect them as in we have to change some things officially because we can't even beat them on a go-home show with a huge weekend ahead of us? I I think it is a problem. If um, The margin of victory even this week is still a problem if you ask me because it's not by much and it shouldn't have been a landslide. I'm not going to say that. But with the implications of Survivor Series, War Games, there's still a lot of things that were left unknown. I feel like a lot of people should have been tuning into NXT to maybe get some answers. Maybe, like we did see, you know, Raw and SmackDown invade NXT. And um, if they would have lost that rating war, then, I, I mean, I don't even know where to begin. I mean, that would be a that would be detrimental to NXT at this point in the game. Uh, with it being a go-home show, being before these major pay-per-views, um, I, I expected them to to out to to beat out AEW, so it wasn't a shocker. But I expected that margin to be a little bit wider. With it not being as wide, obviously, uh, not being as wide. <laughs> it's it, it's only nine. It's only that's seven. Yeah, so it's it's only twenty three thousand. About twenty three thousand. Mm-hmm. Uh, not bad. It is according to those numbers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, twenty three thousand people more. So you said it. It's still kind of detrimental. Not as big as if they would have lost. But is NXT going to have to make some changes? Are they going to have to? eventually leave full sale um to maybe go around the country and and not like these ten thousand person arenas that aren't being sold out anymore by AEW. Mm-hmm. Let's be very honest, because they only you know there's a lot of photos coming out there in a ten thousand seat arena and they're only selling five, six thousand people si- seats. Yeah. You know, uh which let's be very honest, man, selling out ten thousand for a pay per view is way different than selling out ten thousand every fucking week. You know? And um Therefore, it is not something that is sustainable, which we all talked about in the beginning. Like, there's going to eventually lose their cool factor, mm-hmm. and it's going to be okay. Now, which wrestling show do we want to watch? Is NXT going to have to, in your opinion, Nick, move out of full sale to truly fight <laughs> AEW, or are they fine just where they are? Maybe just once they get the storylines going and everything, then people will want to tune in more. Um, what you just said, I think they're okay right now. Um, but once those storyline storylines start building more, um, I think it would be a really smart move for them to. They don't have to pack big arenas. I think it would be cool if they took the show on the road to these smaller places, like Full Sail University, like the Royal Oak Music Theater, 
and and even if you didn't do it every single week, maybe you once a month went to a different location or twice a month and still kept your home base as full sale university because that's kind of the whole that's kind of the whole feel for it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um I think that it would be a very smart move for them to do that. So many one of the main things that you are worried about with NXT is changing and uh, becoming more of a product that the Raw and SmackDown have been. I think NXT has shown very much so in these 10 weeks that they've been out, um, eight that they're fighting with AEW for ratings uh, in these ratings wars, um, that they are very much still NXT. It's just with longer commercial breaks. Uh, you know, I mean – I've, I said it before, that hour-long show that was on the network is totally exactly what you're getting for a two-hour show because when they did that one-time USA Network special, they only showed the first half of NXT and it was an hour long on USA. So it, there's not like a myriad of matches. It doesn't feel like it is uh, being rushed, at least to me. So you with the worries and everything, is that something you're still worried about going forward with the possibility of maybe they do have to move out of full sale? Yes, and uh, I like I, I thought it was like and I thought I saw it happening until like this week with the tag match. I, like I said, NXT used to really focus on the tag division, and uh, over the last couple of weeks, you haven't been, you've been able to see anything out of the tag division until yes until uh, this episode of NXT. So I, I I am worried about I'm still worried about certain things like that about it becoming a, another Raw SmackDown still. But um, I, I guess why would the tag teams have to? make a major play in it because outside of Undisputed Era, which are heavily featured in everything being on Raw, SmackDown, and NXT, there's no... The, the titles weren't up for grabs. You know, they was doing the war game, so they were involved in that. They're not up for grabs again at Survivor Series. I, I, I feel like storyline-wise, you know, it's not like they're getting away from stuff. They're just building with stories that they have coming up and more than likely are going to be focused back into it because I, I'm, I'm a firm believer that Keith Lee and Matt Riddle are probably your ne- next uh, NXT tag team. I think it'll be Keith Lee and Dijakovic, if anybody, because they're kind of, I think they're going to run like they did with the bar thing where they had wars together, really good matches together. Mm-hmm. And after war games, they've had, you see, they actually have really good chemistry as teammates as well. And I think Matt Riddle's still in the doghouse. So going for, so are you, are you worried about the state of NXT, the presentation and everything like that with what's possibly could come up, especially with, like Nick said, it wasn't that big of a margin of victory for the ratings. Yeah, I am. I'm still worried about it. You say with the margin. The margin of victory, uh, they want to keep that. They want to keep it no matter how small or large the margin is. So I think they're still going to, they're going to make changes. They're, they're still going to make changes. I guess my question is, what are you worried about? Because in the last 10 weeks, Triple H has shown that this is the exact same thing you got on the network every week. This is, it's nothing different. It's, they're building storylines. They're still, um, uh, True. Every everything's being built properly. People are cutting great promos. People are having amazing matches because I'm sorry, there isn't a single person that can look at uh, AEW versus NXT, NXT versus any of the four, uh, any of the four main ones. We'll go with main ones because NWA Power and Impact are putting on spectacular fucking matches. Um, NXT of Raw, SmackDown, AEW Dynamite is putting on the best in ring work. They're not falling away from this. So I guess my question is, why are you still worried if for 10 weeks now, since you were worried before that, they have done nothing to make you think, shit, it's going to go sideways? That's always going to be in my mind when it comes to the WWE. 
Okay. I just feel like you're holding on to bad feelings and you just won't let things move on. That's a bad thing. That is a bad thing for you, Smitty. You know, it makes me wonder, like you said, NXT's putting out the best in-ring work, and I totally agree. So why why hasn't it grown at all? In the Even in the short time, why haven't we seen, okay, we've seen one ratings bump, but we can attribute to that, that to, you know, the go-home show and, and the whole Survivor Series build. What do you mean rating, ratings bump? So, okay, from last week to this week, it went up a little bit. Okay. Um, so, but... It's their, it's their highest rating since the second week they've had. So I, I'm interested to see what's going to happen post-War Games, post-Survivor Series over the next month, because half the time they've been on network TV, mm-hmm. it's been all Survivor Series build-up. Mm-hmm. So let's see where it goes now. And with the in-ring work, that's one thing that draws me. That's one reason why I'm enjoying NXT and NWA power more than pretty much anything that's out there, because... While the storylines are good, the in-ring work is top-notch. Mm-hmm. What was it? Uh, NXT's next takeover is Portland, and that's in February. February. Yeah. I just wonder why more and more people aren't. I want to see the NXT numbers go up because of this. I want people to watch myself. I'd like to see people watch wrestling because of the sport, mm-hmm. because they enjoy the in-ring work and the talent in that aspect. It's, you know, it's it's something about, I like to think of uh, professional wrestling like uh, one of the best action movies you've ever seen. You know, uh, action movies are amazing because there's all of the action, you know, you know, no pun intended, Shit but that's the kind that it is. Blood, ass, and guts But some of the best action movies you've ever seen also have a really good storyline intertwined. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Terminator 2 is one that just pops off at the top of my head. You know, especially playing after the first Terminator. That storyline that they had in there was spec-fucking-tacular. And at the same time, you're watching a fucking T1, T1000, T2000, T3000, whatever the fuck the one dude was. He's, he's liquid metal. You know, and so it's a completely different dynamic and it's great to watch and it's fun, but you're also involved with, you know, John Connor, Sarah Connor, mom and son versus, you know, and, and the new, and the Terminator, you know, it's, it's a great meld of those. And I agree with you. I think NXT right now is your perfect meld of the best action movie you can watch because week after week after week, the storylines aren't being thrown away. All these storylines are continuous, you know, they're, uh, they're they're sticking with it and the in-ring action is spectacular you know so i i am not worried about NXT's future i'm i feel like whatever triple h will evolve it into is going to be the way he sees going up and still holding true to the old school style that he's always believed in you know um that being said, this NXT beating AEW led into TakeOver War Games, which happened last night. And uh, the pre-show, you got Angel Garza defeating Isaiah Swerve Scott, and then uh, which is different for this TakeOver because before, all the stuff that happened on TakeOver pre the pay-per-view was stuff that was filmed for the following Wednesday on the network. Yeah, uh, This one is not. weeks usually, right? No, just <clears throat> next week. Uh, because the next week they would be in full cell filming the next three after that. And so um, now they have a live show to go to. They're going right back to full cell on Wednesday. And the week after the takeover, that storyline's continuing. It's no longer a pause. And then they're getting into it. So 
it's something different for NXT, but hopefully it'll be for the best. So Angel Garza defeating Isaiah Swerve Scott, and then NXT War Games kicks off with the first ever women's War Games match. Uh, Team Ripley going over Team Baszler, which... If you were watching this match, you were not thinking that was going to happen Mm-mm. because Dakota Kai replaced and attacked Mia mm-hmm. Yim. And uh, as you know, uh, it started off with Io Shirai and uh, Candice LeRae. And then Rhea was the next person. Then Dakota Kai was the next person for Team Baszler. I mean, for Team Rhea. And as she's walking out, she then turns around and does a fucking kick to Tegan Knox's face and then absolutely fucking obliterates her. You know, so then, of course, Shane is the final person for her team and she's coming out laughing, counting four to two. And the announcers announced that the match has started. Uh, pinfalls and submissions can happen. And if you escape, you, you know, you fucking forfeit the squad. You forfeit your squad's victory. So Rhea Ripley ends up getting a fucking uh, have. She was getting handcuffed. It stopped. She used the handcuffs on Shayna Baszler. Uh, she was breaking the Kirifuda clutch. And with just her power and then turning around and hitting her finisher onto chairs and pinning Baszler one, two, three, even though all four people of team Baszler were on there and there was only two people for team Ripley. And of course, uh, the two for the other two and Candice Array, Io Shirai and Bianca Belair were taken out by Io Shirai's moonsault from the top of the cage. So that was great. Um, then Kaylee Ray was stopped by a, trash can before Rhea Ripley hit her finisher on Baszler, getting her the victory over the NXT women's champion. That finisher on Baszler was bad. Yeah. And then uh, after that was the triple threat match to earn an NXT <laughs> championship match in Survivor Series, and Pete Dunne went over Killian Dane and Damian Priest by uh, sneaking a pinfall in onto Damian Priest after Killian Dane dropped. Sneaky Pete. Uh, yep. <laughs> Sneaky Pete. <laughs> after Killian Dane dropped Dunne onto Priest again. Uh, then Finn Balor came out and defeated Matt Riddle in his return to NXT for the first time in four, four years. I think they said yeah. three, three, three years. So that, was it 2000, was it 2016 SummerSlam where he won the universal championship? Yeah, no, they did say 2016. Yeah. So yeah, three, three years. years. Yep. Um, then Team Ciampa went over the Undisputed Era with Kevin Owens being the undisclosed fourth member of Team Ciampa, and Ciampa pinned Adam Cole to get that victory. So let's talk about it, man. NXT TakeOver War Games did exactly what NXT TakeOvers always do, and that is fucking shine. It is the the bar high as shit. They are the epitome of a wrestling show in the last three years. And I'm sorry, look. Impact has put on some great shows. AW had put on a, a decent show last time. <clears throat> WWE has put on good pay-per-views, but nothing in wrestling, as far as I have seen in the last couple years, has put on the consistent product, the overall talent, and match quality that NXT TakeOvers have been putting on. Nick, you're watching this. You're looking at it from top to bottom. What is your shining moment for NXT TakeOver War Games? Thing that stands out. One thing that stands out the most to you. We were talking about it before the show. Uh, the the Pete Dunn, Killian Dane, and Damian Priest match was was solid. I've never really seen Damian Priest in the ring, mm-hmm. um, so I didn't really know what to expect. And, and overall, it was that was a really good match, if not the match of the night for me. Uh, never a dull moment. Um, the, as a pay per view overall, again, never a dull moment, dude. I I mean, I sat there and I watched intently. Um, be honest, the Matt Riddle Finn Balor match, 
kind of was a little shaky, but it was still good. Right. Um, yeah, man. So the triple threat match was your shining moment. Yeah. Uh, Smitty, do you have a different shining moment? Something else that really stood out to you? No, it was like he said, that triple threat match was the one I thought was a show stealer. You know, I, I do. I'm sorry. Let me go back. Ciampa and Cole off the top of the cage was great. So you're wa- we're watching this. Uh, the triple threat match is what stood out most to both of you. Um, the turn by Dakota Kai was something that we saw coming for a while. Knew it was going to happen, especially when she was passed over for Team Ripley or Team Rhea, whatever they're calling it. Um, how well do you feel that heel turn was pulled off? Better than Bailey's heel turn, Smitty? Or do you think it was equal or or worse than? I think it was better than Bailey because I think they waited way too long to, do, to pull a trigger on Bailey. And they struck while uh, the iron was hot when it came to um, Dakota. And I said, I swear my penis has never been harder for that woman right now. Mm. <clears throat> well, that's fun. Uh, Nick, you're watching <laughs> that heel turn. Uh, were you expecting it? Or at least at this juncture? Or... Was it something that did it, did it surprise you? Oh, I kind of expected it based on what's been happening yeah. recently. Um, I think it was, yeah, I'd have to say it was better than Bailey's because I didn't expect to see it happen when it did. Um, uh, Dakota Kai, for me, the last week has been an afterthought just because of what's been happening with, you know, the teams developing for war games and getting these women in there. I thought, okay. They'll probably still turn her, but we're going to wait till after. And and the fact that she did it with Tegan Knox, who is, from my from understand, uh, her former tag team partner with Team Kick, right? Mm-hmm. That's great. That's great storytelling. And she beat the fuck out of her, which was even better. For a wrestling tip, don't have a best friend. Um, yeah. I trying to remember what the hell you just said that struck a chord with me uh the afterthought mm-hmm. uh her being an afterthought is amazing storytelling let's be let's be very yeah. honest because um if you are not being thought about you're that third act we were talking about movies you know you're that third act that comes in out of nowhere like oh holy shit i totally didn't even think about that and it gets you same thing with any of the best television shows when they introduce who the villain is in the first fucking act especially with law and orders you know what i'm saying you're like okay hmm. which one of these motherfuckers did it and which one you, you touched a little baby yeah yeah and which one of you killed that girl which one of you raped that girl you know uh blood when they everywhere. get to it at the end a lot of times you're like oh saw that coming i knew i figured it was them mm-hmm. but the way they execute it you're like, oh, I saw that coming. God damn, that was a good reveal. You know, uh, that's exactly what was going on with this. So Dakota Kai taking out Tegan Knox is one of the reasons why it was down to two people. It is the reason why it was only down to two people. Uh, Rhea Ripley got the pin on Shayna Baszler. Does this set her up as the next or the next challenger, tr- the next true challenger, Smitty, for the NXT Women's Championship? Uh, I think it sets up for a story that leads all the way to Portland. Yeah. Yeah. Just like Champa and... Um... And we'll talk about that later. Okay. So this leads up to it. Nick, how is it automatic? We go next takeover where, or there's some sort of storyline that needs to build to keep these two feuding, uh, not just to keep the two feuding, but to keep it as a fresh storyline. Are you sold on it? No matter what they do to each other over the next couple weeks leading into February. I'm, I'm sold. I, and I think just adding more to the storyline adds fuel to the fire. Um, because they've kind of been hinting at it the last couple of weeks, uh, you know, with Ripley ended ending up in the War Games match and the the rumbles they've had on NXT. 
I, I am sold. And the fact that for the first time that I can remember, someone took out Baszler and in any capacity pinned her. Mm-hmm. Um, she's now the longest reigning NXT women's champion. From what I understand, that record was set the last few days. I saw something come across my phone that said that. She's not the like, I thought Oscar was still the longest reigning. Um, I'm going to go look at it right now. I could be wrong, but I'm fairly certain I saw that float through. But in any regard, um, she's the only two time women's champion. Keep talking. To you. It's nice to see someone finally having her number. And, and I honestly, I hope Ripley takes it from her if they go all the way to the next takeover. I, I'm a I'm, I like Rhea Ripley a lot. I'm a big fan. Uh, I know Kyrie Sane Pender, and that's Kyrie Sane's only run run as NXT Women's Champion came off of um off of Shayna because technically she's on her second run, and Oscar held that title for over a year. Maybe it's not it wasn't longest reigning. Maybe it was total cumulative days as Women's Champion. Total cumulative days. Yeah, yeah, I can see it. Uh, no, uh, yes. Yes, it is. Total cumulative days. She has been the NXT Women's Champion this run for 391 days. Her last run was 132 days. So, yes, uh, Asuka is still holding the record at 522, but 391 plus 132 is more than Asuka's title reign. Cumulative. Yes. So so that's a real fun one. But, again, 391 days for a champion in any – like Pete Dunne. You know, held that two years. It's it's again another nod to Triple H's love for throwback old school wrestling. These championships aren't just flip flopping. Yeah. They haven't. Not a single one of them has. You know, uh even for the NXT uh championship, you know, you're currently Adam Cole has it for, uh, for 175 days. Uh the record is two hundred and ninety two. I believe that's Finn Balor. Finn. Uh the shortest reign is fifty six days. No, I'm sorry. Sami Zayn, wasn't it? Nope. Uh, Sami Zayn held it for 62 days. Shamoa Joe, 13 days. <laughs> oh, when him and Nakamura kept flip flopping about um, all. Uh, it's when he first won it. He took it from uh Finn Balor. He won it for 121 days. Then Nakamura took it for 91. Then Joe for 13. And then yes, Nakamura for 56. Listen, they, and then uh, Bobby Roode held it for 202. McIntyre for 91. It, most of these people, when they drop the belt, they're going up to WWE, but they're still holding it. Mm-hmm. You know, Champa, 237, had to give it up. You yeah. know, uh, Cole with 175 days, but 292 for Finn Balor. It, it's crazy, man. Oh, Andrade. Ch- Ciampa was, uh, Andrade was 139. Uh, Tommaso Ciampa with that 237, two months behind, man. He could have had, he could have topped Balor's, uh, 292 day record. But again, Neville, 286, you know, sorry, uh, Pack. Uh, the bastard. Pack. The bastard Pack. Uh, NXT champion as Adrian Neville, uh, for 286 days. Bo Dallas, 260, you know, before him. And then Big E was the champion for 153. Seth held it for, uh, 133 to start it off. It's a testament, man. Triple H loves old school, decent length title reigns. You know, your championship means something while it's long. And and champions look strong. You know, no matter how it is, if you're a heel and you're getting cheap heat wins, that's fine. You know, it's still something to give you. Even their uh, tag team champion. Ship has been held for distances. You know, the longest reigning is 343 days. Uh, I'll let you know. You know, uh, 198. You know, from Undisputed Era, their first their first go around two hundred and two authors of pain. You know, Mustache Mountain held it for twenty two is is your shortest. Uh, one hundred and forty two for the revival, two hundred and five for Blake and Murphy. Uh, one of them is forgotten about. Uh, Ascension three hundred forty three days for the longest uh, reigning tag. Again, man, these tag teams getting called up. You know, it's not like people are dropping these and they're 
going and they're staying in NXT, they're going away. So they're being held up to a standard, a really high standard in NXT. And you got to love that about Triple H. So speaking of the NXT championship, Pete Dunne is your winner from that triple threat match. He is going on at Survivor Series tonight to fight face Adam Cole. I mean, it's kind of, is it kind of predetermined that Pete Dunne is just is fodder? Shit, do we have anything to drink? None of us have a drink. No. I don't even have water. Smitty, you should go get Shit. me a bottle of water. Water, and I'm getting a beer. <laughs> All right, you do that. I'll take a water. Yeah, two waters. And so, Nick, we're going to ask you, is it Pete Dunne? Is Pete Dunne basically fodder? we got to take two drinks as soon as they get Fuck. here. For Adam Cole, or is this one of those times that you might see something flip real quick and uh, be a surprise? Fuck. Yeah, fuck. <laughs> mm-hmm. Pete fucking Dunne. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Yeah, get it, bitch. Uh, sneaky Pete. Sneaky Pete. At Snuck f- it in. Ooh, Sneaky Pete could be a Sneaky's winner tonight. <laughs> At first, I thought... Sneaky, sneaky, feety, feety. My... <laughs> my... Sorry. <laughs> my initial on, reaction dude. is that it's fodder. But... Uh, no water? I'll take a pop. Yeah, I'll take a soda pop. Surprise me. Two. Uh, Mountain Dew, Coke... Root beer. Sorry, we're talking on air about what mm-hmm. we're drinking. Let's go for it, Nick. Um, I think that it's very possible we could see Pete Dunn be a little sneaky Pete and get in there and sneaky Pete. You know, I, I I don't think it's gonna happen. I don't think that that's. I don't think that's the person that they want to take the title off. The of. longest, one of the longest reigning champions in, in modern era WWE. Yeah, well, and especially, oh, God, man, when you, when you say era. shit like that, then I gotta rethink what I'm fucking saying. <laughs> well, um, modern era in general, not just WWE. Well, and then I kind of look at the, there's a, a potential for Ciampa and Adam Cole feud they were kind of hinting at, you know, mm-hmm. but first, daddy's going to war. Um, I think fans want to see tingle. that first. I don't think Pete Dunn's going to take it. You know, all right, hey man, that's there's only been three championship holders for the NXT UK Championship in 125 days. Was Tyler Bate to start it off with? Walters, your current at 232 days with 685 days. Man, like damn, that is years. that is. Uh, what, do you not know math? Is it 365 days in a year? Yeah. yeah, you're right. Who's I almost two? I said almost two years. Yeah, almost two years. I thought you said over two years. I was like, wait, what? Do you, are you bad at math? Um, <laughs> yes, I agree with you. Sorry, I apologize about that. That was my mishearing. And Smitty, you're not wrong this time. Huh. It hurt my head. You ding that bell, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I so, actually moved out the way to get that one. <laughs> <laughs> so that being said, Smitty, do you think there's any chance in hell that? Oh, take two drinks, by the way. Uh, that Pete Dunn is not fodder, three drinks, for Adam Cole. No. Suck and swallow, bitch. I think it's, it's a way that NXT could put on a really great match with these two guys, mm-hmm. and you don't care that Pete Dunn is the F word right now. So basically, it's it's one of those things. It's like we know it's the predictability is there, but as long as the execution is top form, it's going to be... And that's yeah. and, and with these two guys, with Dunn and, and Cole, you're going to get that. Uh-huh. I'd be more surprised if they... Do, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they have the match that steals the show. All right. Tonight. 
Um, let's move on. Uh, keep going with uh, War Games, our final thing that we're going to talk about. Because there's a lot to talk about, plus Survivor Series uh, we have to get into. Uh, Team Chompa defeating the Undisputed Era with Kevin Owens being the fourth man. Smitty, is KO back in NXT rocking his old school shirt for good? Or is this a one-off? I'm going to show up for there. Because I'll be very honest, man. There's a Shawn Michaels is supposed to announce the men's NXT team tonight. Right on the pre-show. So that being said, it's very possible you can see Kevin Owens as part of Team NXT. Is oh, do you think it's just a one-off or is KO back in NXT? Uh, after watching the WWE.com exclusive interview after the show, I think it was more of a one-off. But there's also like stirring the speculation that Kevin Owens was going to be returning to NXT along with Finn Balor. What um, was the interview that you're referring to? Don't play it. Just tell me what. Uh, uh, give me a rundown of it. It was uh, so pretty much WWE.com exclusive. It was after the uh, War Games, Miz War Games match, mm-hmm. and uh, they pretty much, it was Dijakovic. So it was it was Dijakovic, Lee, uh, Champa, and Kevin Owens in the back, and pretty much Kevin Owens pretty much goes on the whole thing about this is your guys' moment, blah blah blah. I'm gonna get the fuck out. He drops F bomb and. He like, yeah, we all, we won and it's good to be back here right now. It was good to be out here in Chicago and all state. But it seemed the way he that Kevin Owens uh did conducted the interview seemed like it was more of a one off. Okay. Nick, how are you feeling? Or let's not feel. What do you hope? Do you hope KO is back in NXT? Or are you okay with him staying on Raw or SmackDown? These are tough questions. You ask the tough questions. I hope that he. <laughs> <laughs> I am an interviewing great. I am interview greatness. I hope that he goes to NXT. Not tonight, because I think he fits in well with the Raw team, which is he's on Team Raw. Am I wrong? Uh, is Ricochet? I'm, look, I'm going to look at it right I'm now. Pretty McIntyre. sure he's on. He's listed as he's on Team uh, Raw. It's Ricochet, McIntyre, Randy Orton, Seth. I'm going to it right now. You don't even have to speculate, dog. Just give me two seconds. So then if you put him on NXT, then you're like, okay, well, who's going to be on Team Raw? And I'd really – I don't think there's a very good Yeah, he fit. is. It's, it's Randy McIntyre, Seth Owens, and Ricochet. So I I hope that he goes back to NXT. I don't I don't hope it's tonight. I, I hope it's – You think he turns on Team Raw tonight? See, that's what I'm saying, man. Yeah, I, I mean, and if that happens, then I'm cool with it, but – for him to be like, okay, well, I'm coming out with Team NXT, and I'm kind of like, eh, you know, it's cool that he'd be going, but for him to turn on Team Raw and help Team NXT get that win tonight completely makes me rethink my scorecard on Pro Wrestling Scorecards. Ooh, okay, which we're going to get into, guys. Go to ProWrestlingScorecards.com. Fill out your own scorecard for Survivor Series tonight. That's what the fuck you need to do, crackers. All right, now. Just dribbled. That's because it's delicious, and drool is deliciousness's mm-hmm. uh, factor of notification for you. You You're welcome. That's I went. You're salivating. That's yeah. mm-hmm. no dribble, dribble. Not salivating. That's in your mouth. Dribble is out. <laughs> dribble is what she does when she didn't swallow it all. Ooh. <laughs> no, she didn't do that. She went. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I don't even know what's going on right now. Uh, that's what she sounds like. Anybody <clears throat> you got nut under your who's anybody paying attention to wrestling heard about the one, the only, 
the idiot himself, <laughs> Jimmy Corny motherfucker Cornette. Jim Cornette <laughs> on the opening match of this week's NWA Power, which sucks because, man, look, this is the first real time we're going into NWA Power on this show. We talk about it, how much we love it, but as it, a two-hour show, one day a week, I don't know it's how one job, hour show, isn't it? As a, ours. Ours, oh, ours. as a two-hour show, one day a week can't get into everything when there's other things that are huge you know and power is just steady good as it always has been it's getting great this week had the fucking balls by jim Cornette. sorry let me retract this jim Cornette said a joke he has said for years let's be very honest um this is people are pulling it up on twitter old time that he's made these matches uh he said this in the matches and he said trevor murdoch has enough balls where he could strap a bucket of fried chicken on his back and ride a motor scooter through Ethiopia. Ladies and gentlemen, in 2019, if you're hearing that for the first fucking time, it sounds like the most racist fucking joke ever. It's racist, and it it's is. funny. It is. It, it, it has racist connotations because you're using fried chicken and the... Starving black people. And starving black people like Marvin from South Park. But... The first time Jim Cornette pulled this out was around the time that Starvin' Marvin was a, made a character on South Park, you know, because making fun of the Ethiopians who were hungry because people were mocking the fucking uh, commercials for just 10 cents a day. You can feed, you can yeah. feed, you can feed this entire fucking village. That's all you have to do. Ten, a dime. Say, say a dime fucking a, dime. A dime a day gives um, food to a, a grain so of rice. So around the time that this is all coming out, you know, uh, that, that that's like the popular infomercial and everything on television. Jim Cornette drops this line in a match. Um, I listened to his podcast to hear his explanation of it. Um, he said when he got it or whatever. I listened to Mark Henry on Busted Open talk about the first time that he heard it was from uh, African-American wrestler who cut it in a promo. <clears throat> I'm crazy enough to strap a bucket of fried chicken about back and ride and run through Ethiopia or whatever. <clears throat> Sorry. Holy shit. So. In 2019, hearing this for the first time, not in the context of when the joke first came out. Let's be very honest. There's many things that don't age well, <clears throat> you know. Uh, certain jokes, certain women, Jim Cornette, don't age well, right? Um, but hearing that for the first time in 2019, it sounds racist as fuck. Hearing that for the first time when all those infomercials are coming on, doesn't sound racist. Sounds like you're making fun of the hungry people, Mm -hmm. you know? But when you take all factors into it, it's bad. You know, you, you shouldn't be mocking hungry people, not just hungry people, but like black hungry people. You you shouldn't you if you're gonna age that joke, right? You could say, uh, take a fucking bucket of ice cream, strap it to your back, and ride through Ethiopia. Yeah, you know it's you're changing what the it's more about what the product he was going through Ethiopia was, you know. Or if he said, strap a bucket of uh, fried chicken to your back and ride through a third world country, you know. No problem. Not all third world countries are all just black people. Mm-hmm. But again, you're changing but the also destination. Well, the, the first thing you think, though, at that point, doesn't matter. If you're if you're not if if you want to nitpick it and say it's racist, now you're finding racism. If you're just saying a third world country, it could be anywhere, and you can't you can't take vagueness down to specific uh, a specific because the minute you're that's then that's on you, not on them. You know. Um, that being said, it came out and that. Even I, I know it's not the first time I heard it, but I was like, "Yee, dude, you can't <laughs> no." Smitty, That's bad. I said, "Oh, Smitty, you are our token. 
uh, white person on our show. Um, when you heard, did, were you watching Power Live? I watched. I watched it live. Okay, so you, when you heard that, okay, live, did it click something in you, or did was it just like because Lagana has said when Jim Cornette's podcast came out, this is a pre-taped episode. It's taped six fucking weeks ago, and Cornette said when he was talking to Lagana, he was like, "Did you hear it?" He goes, "It just went past me." He goes, "I didn't even think about it." That's a huge factor because to me, it didn't. I was like, oh, dude, that's, ooh, something's going to happen about this for me. But at the same time, I'm like, I just notice everything. You're very so, conscious. No, fuck. I'm not conscious. I just notice fucking everything. Um, so for you, you're hearing it. The first, it's the first thing that comes out of his mouth. Are you going, whoa, or are you just continuing to watch Trevor Murdoch versus Nick Aldis? See, at first, when I first heard him, I'm like, what did he say? And I just kind of. Threw it off the background, like I know it's pre-taped. But when every all that backlash start coming out, I'm like, I really don't think they thought this through before letting this before uh, when they let it air. So when, as you're hearing it, is it when you're like, what did he say? Was it like, uh, what the fuck did he say? Like, yeah, like well, what this racist piece of shit? No, or, no, not like racist piece of shit. Like, okay, it's more so like. The fuck did he? It's more like so you didn't take it as right off the bat as blatant racism, but you also can understand how it slid by yeah. the people who were uh, editing the show. And Pretty much, it okay. That, and that's I'll be very honest. When I heard, it, I was like, "Whoa!" But I get it. You know, like it's a fucking joke. It's, you know, it should have been said. No, no, it should have been deleted. Yeah, was it? Yep. They eventually went. And they removed the episode, deleted that line, and then put it back up. Um. Do you think the firing of Jim Cor- – sorry, the resignation. It was his resignation because L- Lagana was talking to him and him. he said him and Lagana got into an argument. He's like, you know what? I'm done. It's too much of a headache for you. It's too much of a headache for me. This isn't fun anymore. I'm done. I quit. And he hung up the phone. A uh, lot more expletives. I just don't want to misquote an expletive. Those are too important to you. Very. Um, fucking kidding me? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I am. So Cornette did resign. He wasn't fired. He wasn't told to resign. He resigned because he was just in an argument. Um, the next morning, deservedly so for this, Smitty, or do you think they could have possibly kept going with Cornette I think with they a kept, proper apology? With a proper apology, yes. But like, this is what like race is a hot t- button subject in professional wrestling right now. So, how long would it take for this to blow over? Is another is another factor that would have come in that to there. I I think it would have blown over very quickly because right again, even Cornette said. Fucking people were pulling up and showing videos on Twitter of him doing this years ago, you know? So it's not like it's just something he dropped. This is something that he has said many a times before. And therefore, he went like, all right, I, I understand now. You know, it's my bad. I won't use it again. It's never been a problem before. On network television, I've said it. Nick, did he deserve to be let go? Or uh, did he deserve? should he have left NWA off basis of this? No, I don't think so. I mean, with an apology, with... Uh you know, something along those lines, it would have blown over and it, it wouldn't have had such a big impact. Um, because like you said, I mean, he's said this line before. I think for some people that might not be too familiar with Jim Cornette, which if you're not and you're watching NWA, I mean, come on, you've heard of Jim Cornette. I mean, let's just be honest here. Mm-hmm. Most people. It's old school Southerner. Yeah. Um, in, in this day and age, it was very inappropriate. And I'm glad NWA did what they did by retracting it and pulling it out of the episode. I could see how it got missed in the editing part. Um, but yeah, I don't think he needed to quit. I really don't. I think he needed to go. 
And I don't think it's just based off of this. Jim Cornette has a track record of demeaning women. Uh, he made fun of suicide, um, which he vehemently denies. Like, that's not me making fun of su- But, yeah, it was, dude. Was this what you did? People was under the mask? Like, no, I think he he told – he basically told some uh, – an AEW wrestler, I believe, to just go kill himself. He's like, if this is your fucking – maybe even Janela. It may have been Janela. Uh, just and that's making light because if you're literally going, dude, if this is your style, you shouldn't be in the wrestling. Go fucking kill yourself. You know what? Like you can't just say that to people. He's got a track right to put his foot in his mouth. Right. So this, it's a long time coming. Um, I don't think I understand bringing Cornette in. I understand that Lagana and Billy Corgan are doing old school stuff. The set is old school. Every, the ring, old school. You know, the uh, style of taping, old school. The way the wrestling matches go on, old school. Real old school, wonderful feel. It's not. We're not knocking this at all. I, I love the NWA. I love the power uh, show. We, you know, like I said, we talk about it week after week. They announced, know, we, they, knew, they announced <clears> the second <throat> show this week as well. So they're going on with this. They're doing um, knocking this out of the park. I, I guess my next question, uh, my next statement about Jim Cornette is the problem is he's been in such hot water for things he said, mocking Jordan Grace. He's like, she's amazing. She's a butterface. Soon you see her face. But like, dude, mm-hmm. you know, like you can't. I love me some Jordan Grace. It's, it, it's, he, he came. With, there's a lot of people that weren't watching NWA just because Cornette. Cornette likes to pretend that people aren't doing that on his podcast, but I personally know people who are like, I won't watch NWA as far as, as long as Cornette is a part of that. Yeah. <clears throat> You know, um, and it makes sense. Some people just honestly do not believe or feel aligned with his morals. What the shit is going on with the phlegm in my throat right now? Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) He's okay. I got Smitty mouth. (laughs) So I think that he bringing him on was it was a. You know, the button was there. It was just somebody was looking for something. Mm -hmm. And, of course, there's a lot of AEW fans that fucking hate him because of the Janela thing or whomever the AEW star he told. Um, So on the back of all of his stuff before and this moment, I think it it was a smart idea on both parties, whether it be the NWA releasing him or Cornette leaving. Uh, I think Cornette leaving doesn't forced Lagana and Corgan to look like they're putting up with it. Uh, I think it saves their ass because I don't know if they would have gotten rid of them. I think they should have because, again, it's Cornette's the name it's that. like Ron Artest in the NBA, man. You know, Ron Artest you was, was, piece? Ron Artest in the NBA was you know getting all those technical fouls all the fucking time. Mm-hmm. And, and, he was getting te- and, and little stuff, little small little bullshit stuff that he would get attacked t- a up for. And you're like... He has no tech for that, but it's based on the reputation that preceded him. The malice at the palace, which is what, 15 years ago, a couple weeks ago. I was there. You know, um, really? where Ron Artest ran into the stands and beat up a fucking fan that threw a Diet Coke on him. He says it was beer, whatever. But anyway, um, it's the history. Your history and your reputation is what's preceding you, bringing you into this. So it's a smart idea for that to be left <clears throat> on their part. Now, I'm hoping that this brings more eyes on the NWA because I believe NWA deserves all of the eyes because I think it's one of the top-notch wrestling programs that is going on right now. 
Smitty, um, you just said that they announced a second show. Uh, so pretty much it's somewhat of a second show that they're working on that Corgan did, did, did made an announcement for during power. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's pretty much like all the indie shows that they're working and doing talent with. It's kind of like a showcase for them to try to make their way to power. Okay. That's why he, he, that's why he kind of explained it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can actually go and submit <clears throat> like, uh, your most recent couple of matches from YouTube, a, a promo of you, uh, a photo and, and actually be considered to go on this, uh, this second show. show. Is it, but this is just something that's in production right now. Nothing mm-hmm. is set yet. That's pretty sweet. I like that. Maybe we'll have to have a conversation with our good friend at the NWA. Have a talk, find out more about that. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> Raw, SmackDown. They happened. <laughs> with some rousing stuff, man. Uh, We'll talk a little bit more. We'll go more into SmackDown than Raw because Raw wasn't bad. I'm not trying to knock Raw this week or anything like that because Raw put on a decent fucking show. You know, um, uh, the little stuff that was, again, Humberto Carrillo still dealing with the OC, uh, Becky and Charlotte beating the Iconics to start off with, uh, Ray agreeing to the no holds barred match, uh, which, hold on, we'll stop. We'll talk about that. Hey, Smitty, I'm going to ask you. What's the purpose of a no holds barred match? What holds are barred now a days in professional wrestling? Depending on where you work, <laughs> not many. Is there even a reason to just not call it a no DQ match? No, no, not no reason. So, uh, okay, Nick, you hear the word no holds barred? Does it just take you back to fucking Hulk Hogan and Tiny Zeus Lister the movie? <clears throat> Every time. What's that? <laughs> Every <smell>? fucking time. <laughs> um, no, why just call it no DQ match? Right. I- it's it's one of those ma- <laughs> <laughs> that most amiest slide of all time. Oh, I love it. It's 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 yeah. It's uh, there's a reason that it's just I I don't understand. No holds barred, and that's all. It What's that smell? It's just ridiculous, man. Um, yeah, fuck that noise. Um. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I want to talk about for Raw because obviously <laughs> everything played well. Everything played into NXT and SmackDown this week. Uh, Raw was a good show, not not fucking nuts. Oh my god, best Raw I've seen in a long time. No, Raw was a it wasn't a stinker. It's not like you were like this fucking show sucked. It was just there. It was there. Yeah, it was it was a me- it was the middle of the bar. If it, the problem is Raw is the first thing in the week and SmackDown and NXT usually overshadow the fuck out of it. So because of that. You just raw becomes an afterthought, you know. Uh, maybe we'll start doing some things post raw, just so it can be talked about. Let's <laughs> <laughs> do a live video chat, right? Yeah, this. something like that, man. Because fuck, dude, we just forget about it. So, any going into SmackDown, obviously, it kicks off Baron Corbin trying to get the entire roster to listen to him, and no one's paying attention. Then Roman Reigns and you know Shorty G. And Mustafa Ali. He got his first name. He found his name. It was somewhere on the side. He's like, no, that's mine. I'm going to put that I was really, because I was really trying to make Ali G jokes about those two. Uh, Scott asked, uh, Scotty asked, isn't the pile driver barred? And I, I, in WWE it is. Yeah, in WWE, I guess so they can do a pile driver in this one. But is that, I, again, I, I, my other question is, it's, if it's, 
Uh, the burning hammer is also banned in uh, WWE. It's not a hold though. Yeah. It's a move. When, if it was like no moves barred, or you know, like that's was just no disqualification. Like every or t- some other name other than no holds barred because it, it's not like it's not like like they like w, I mean AEW they call it a lights out unsanctioned. Right. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Man. It's fucking ridiculous. Anyway, well, so going into SmackDown. Well, when WWE uses the term, I don't think of it as no holds barred. I think. No DQ. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like it's 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 a fucking convoluted name for a no DQ match. Like just just say no DQ or an extreme rules match, you know, or something like that. Yeah, whatever. They have so many names for the exact same fucking match. It's stupid. (laughs) Okay, Uh, it's fucking six pack challenge. Yeah, uh, no DQ match is something that can go into the crowd. It can be used. All of the fucking weapons, things can happen. False count anywhere. No, that's different. False still count in the ring in a no DQ match, and false count anywhere. They can happen anywhere. That's but again. That's no DQ, extreme rules, same fucking thing. No holds bars, no DQ, same fucking thing. God damn it, WWE, stop fucking doing it. Bring back the Inferno match. Right. <laughs> Please? Ah, <laughs> oh, fire. <laughs> uh, so SmackDown was nuts this week. It kicked off with Sasha Banks coming down the ring with her team. SmackDown going, brah, 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 we're going to fight. Come on down, Raw team. I know you're here. So Charlotte brings her team down, and she goes, let's have a one-on-one match, captain versus captain, and then NXT's theme music hit we are not joker and the crowd uh, pops like hell fuck mm-hmm. yeah they do man and side and we'll get into more as we're going on uh so then Rhea brings some nxt people uh couldn't say that it wasn't the team because mia yim was a part of that and everything like that um so they come down and they say well let's make it a triple threat match for the captains and Rhea ripley got one of the best wins i've seen again just like sneaky pete yep. on takeover war games yeah, she picked Rhea ripley r- r- sl- slid in there fucking put Charlotte's shoulders to the mat as she was doing a figure eight to Sasha Banks. So Sasha couldn't even kick out to couldn't even break this up. She was still in the fucking figure four. And while Charlotte was being pinned as Rhea slid in, that was slick. Uh, then uh, Shinsuke Nakamura and Sami Zayn come down to the ring and they reveal the brand new Intercontinental Championship belt, which we will talk about. Um, and then the new day come down and they're like, uh, Eric Eric came out first. Eric came out first. Yeah, because they they were saying they didn't know who they were. So Eric came out and it was like, "This is Roderick Strong." And of course, he's he said Adam Cole and the fucking place popped. Mm-hmm. You know, said Bebe, dude's over, and everywhere. You know, um, but yeah, I also think it was it's a really good for them because remember because it's War Games and Survivor Series, SmackDown was in Chicago as well. Yeah, so it was a strong NXT crowd showing as well there too, but. I like that because now it's on national television mm-hmm. and people are hearing explosion. some of these chants. So maybe if they ever show up again, and again, if they end up going into a bigger arenas down the line, more people will know because they've been featured on national television heavily and well. You know, Over they, the have last not, they have not been made to look like shit. Mm-hmm. Oh. They look stronger than any other brand throughout these last three weeks. Which is great because I think they're going to take the shit tonight. Um, oh, yeah. So the, uh, have New Day then come out and they start talking shit and they're like, yeah, we're going to fight you and for the stuff that was going on the other way. And they're like, and Roddy's like, us four versus you two. Okay. They go, no, we got two more. Heavy Machinery comes down. Undisputed Air defeat them because obviously there was some arguing back and forth between the team. Uh, and then Roddy pinned uh, Tucker, right? Mm-hmm. I think Roddy Pintuck, right? Roddy Pintuck. I don't remember. I, whatever. Um, then Daniel Bryan comes down to cut a promo, and uh, Miz. is he's talking talking about how he's not reviving things and everything. He's going back and forth. Uh, Miz then comes down and 
they end up fighting. As Daniel Bryan then does the yes thing to get his for his running knee, uh, the first yes, the fucking lights drop, and then the fiend is sitting where the Miz was, and then jumps up and gets the mandible claw on Daniel Bryan. After that, uh, before that, Bailey had cut a promo saying, "Look, Shannon, you've been attacking me from the back. Why don't you just fucking show up?" Well, Shannon showed up, and she was in the middle of the ring. She said, "Bailey, why don't you?" show up now and then Bailey attacks her from the back and then gets a little bit of the better of Shayna Baszler by throwing her finally throwing her into the steps and ring post but the fear on Bailey's face when Shayna was looking up with an anger was spectacular and then Bailey ran away and then um six man tag action King Corbin and uh glorious uh, Bobby Roberts Rude and Dolph Ziggler taking on Shorty G Mustafa Ali and Roman Reigns uh after Roman got the win? No. Nope. No, Corbin uh, got Corbin the win. Got yeah, Cor- Corbin, he Corbin got out, the he, win. He pinned yeah. Ali. Yep. Uh, was it Ali or Shorty G? I thought I, it was Ali. I thought it was Shorty G because he had the scepter above him after that. Um, then Team Raw's music, Seth Rollins' music hits, not Raw. And Seth Rollins is up in the stands. We're all shit to the Raw superstars. Yep, and brings mm-hmm. down all the Raw superstars and tells them to stop. He steps in the ring with Roman Reigns and then fires the first shot and then they start fighting and then all, the whole bedlam start. Then the Raw are attacking all six of those guys and then the rest of the SmackDown roster comes down, including Braun Strowman, who just destroys everyone as he does. And then NXT music hits. <laughs> and man, if you've ever, ever, ever thought, man, I really miss the Monday Night Wars. Remember when things like that were happening? Fucking NXT rolls through in the fucking Jeep with the fucking <laughs> cannon on it, a la WWE to WCW back in the day, and they come right down that ramp. And, and it man, was Michaels, Triple H, it was everybody but Waltman and uh, Gunn, yeah, wasn't it? Well, it, that's because they're not involved. Road Dog is a writer, know, for writer NXT. Shawn Michaels is a trainer, trainer for NXT, and Triple H is the fucking catalyst for NXT. The entire fucking roster, they come down and they start destroying everyone. And then you see Keith Lee and uh, Braun Strowman get into it and things like that. So it, it's it was a huge ending and a great way to set up this this entire weekend. There's a lot happening. And Keith Lee yeah. didn't look out of place for the first time Wrong. in a long time. Because again, Keith Lee stands in the fucking middle of the ring like a no, like a moron for way too fucking long. It's not like he climbed in there and then Braun got in there. He should have been paying attention to what Braun was dealing with mm-hmm. and then got in when Braun was free. But he stood in there and stood there and stood there and then threw someone away and then stood there and then stood there and then stood there. And then Braun gets in and then someone uh, goes at Keith Lee and he fucking shoulder tackles him. and someone uh, from NXT goes at uh, Braun Strowman. He shoulder tackles him and they start going at it. Again, it's fucking nuts, man. Uh, I, I wish Keith Lee would get his bearings in, you mm-hmm. know, like I think Keith Lee is an amazing performer in the ring. I think he's one of the, but man. When you leave him to a, something like that in his own devices, that dude doesn't know shit that's going on, and he needs to fucking get his shit together. Because it, it, it looked, he looked really out of place. He's the only one standing in the middle of the ring. It looked like, why aren't you fighting? You know? Um, is this bomb. the way you wanted to go into Survivor Series, Nick? Um, yeah, uh, I mean... Is there something you wish would have happened more? No. I, I like that they they, I mean, basically just piled everybody nearly from nearly every superstar from all three rosters into a, just a clusterfuck. Um, 
I think that I honestly, I was a little excited to see it because I've been waiting for something because you've seen NXT and SmackDown or NXT and Raw or Raw and SmackDown or not really the quantity of superstars in that same vicinity. Mm-hmm. So that brawl was kind of cool. Um, I, I agree with what you were saying about Keith Lee because I was kind of looking at him in the ring like, what the fuck are you doing, buddy? What, what, what you doing over there? And so that Best in his glory. Yeah, and that kind of threw me off a little, but um, I it made me really invested in tonight's uh, Survivor Series men's match, I think, especially because we don't fucking know who NXT is going to have on their side yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that mystery element. I, I think, for me, it, it set it up really nicely. I'm, I'm excited. I, I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm excited for it. Smitty, do you think that's the way to uh, – was that a proper go-home show? Oh, I think it's the best go-home show they've done in a, in a while. Yeah. Especially, um, for the fact, this is like, this is probably the fir- this is the first Friday Night Smackdown going into a big four pay per view, mm-hmm. and I think they did, they did it they did this right. They did it right. Um, Smackdown did get completely punk like they've been getting by NXT for most for these most week well these better part of these weeks. Uh, Raw showed up. Is it, it, everything just kind of melted and meshed together in a beautiful hodgepodge of bull, and I enjoyed it. Hodgepodge of what? I, I couldn't did find you, a word. Did you bleep yourself? Oh, I thought you said a hodgepodge of bullshit. No. Oh, and you just said bull. I was like, what? That's wow. Somebody I, bleeped I, himself? <laughs> Weird. It just it, it all just came it came together. Come together. I liked it. I liked it a lot. Right now. Roll me. Um, I agree. I think SmackDown this week was overall a really good show. Go home. Definitely kept um Built towards the matches that need to be built, uh, keeping the Fiend versus Bray Wyatt thing going on. Um, you know, there's it helped build the Triple Threat Women's Championship match. It continued to help build the tag team match that's going on, as well as you know the little uh, the mid card mid card match because AJ Styles coming out later. You know, in, in that fight, everything was built very well for Survivor Series. With that damn and. I will say this. I'm kind of sick right now of hearing, oh, so much for uh, specific brands. Like, dude, this is Survivor Series. Right. Right. Exactly. Like, you have to let that go for now. Now, if in two weeks I see fucking Raw stars on SmackDown, I'm going to have a problem. Right? Because you're not building for anything. And I say two weeks. And the reason I say two weeks is because the post-fights stuff, you might see something. You know? This week's Raw, this week's SmackDown, maybe you'll see something. Maybe even NXT. Uh, just for the the follow through, the finishing, the closing of storylines and stuff. But if in two fucking weeks on SmackDown, man, I fucking see someone from Raw or N- Raw, uh, yeah, Raw or NXT, I mm-hmm. shouldn't see them. This nope. it should be done. This one, let it go. This that's the way you build it. And they were real calm about the what fucking how many people they put on each show. Only NXT was really doing anything, mm-hmm. you know. And then Raw went to NXT last week. You know, it's like, and it's like Seth, uh, you what, know, and it's like. What, AJ went, showed up after. A couple weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, but that's what, what I'm saying is you haven't seen a lot of Raw and SmackDown on each other. You know, it's been NXT everywhere. This week, for sure, a ton, you know, but it's, they've kind of been away from it. You know, they're not fucking forcing it down our throats because they know a lot of people are like, I thought there was a brand split. That being said, um, yes, I agree. 
great fucking build for SmackDown going into Survivor Series. Now, another show that built up to the next pay-per-view, it's me, uh, Impact this week showed had a five-man a five-person elimination match gauntlet style gauntlet. match um, to decide who was the number one contender for Sammy Callahan's Impact World's Championship. Tessa Blanchard won this match. Tessa Blanchard, is he a female, Brian Cage is your Damn. number one contender for the Impact World's Championship, the highest championship in that company. Uh, she can be, I believe. If I'm not mistaken, the first woman to hold a major title, uh, the, the top title, she's not. Sexy started it in uh, Lucha Underground. As the main. the is Yeah. Okay. Is that. Um, was it something that. See, when, when I'm thinking of this, it's like it's a title that has never had a chance to be held by a woman before. The Lucha Underground title is only it's been three open seasons, the, right? It's it's open. Any, it was open to any ever. Yeah, so yeah. yeah, it's never. It's this has been a segregated title in every, every company. That's what I'm saying. So Lucha Underground did it, but they they could yeah. chat. This is a title that has never has always been segregated. In what 2003 it when started. It first started. I think Impact something like that started. Well, Impact in started like 2000, 2003. Yeah, when so, they so, had the yeah, NWA so championship. In 15, seventeen years, sixteen, seventeen years, it's been a men's title. In every other major promotion, it's a men's title. Your top title is a men's title, and Tessa Blanchard is the first woman to be able to challenge for the top men's title. We can't say a mid card title because obviously China's done it. You know, Beth Phoenix and WWE. Uh, I'm even sure in other uh, J- Jacqueline Cruiserweight yeah. Championship. So it's. It's a huge deal, and yet it was still outshined by something. I'm Tessa Blanchard being the number one contender and beating Brian Cage is cool. The guts that Rich Swan showed in that match, though, 40 minutes he wrestled. He had three matches. He was wrestling three. He, he wrestled Moose. He wrestled uh, Elgin. Elgin, and then he Cage. Cage. He lost to Cage, but again, he got the shit kicked out of him. Smitty, you're watching this, and Rich Swan is somebody that was defamed uh, for things that he did in WWE or like allegedly connected. Allegedly, you know, whatever, man. We don't know, but he had a showing of showings, similar to what Kofi did in that gauntlet match. Nick, will you get me a Coke? Uh, similar to what Kofi did in his gauntlet match when he got a, an opportunity. Um, what were you thinking watching Rich Swan do this? Uh, watching Rich Swan, like Rich Swan has always been a good competitor, and like this is just, I think, like you said, it was like a coming out for him. Like it's finally like this is a chance. Like you're going to see probably see Rich Swan in more Impact main event stuff after this. Uh, I think because Hard to Kill is not for like another month or two, month or so. Yeah, it's not two for months. So I think you may see Swan get a shot at Callahan before that. Because they the impact kind of runs their kind of runs stuff like they got the impact plus where they have like the exclusive stuff on there. So I think one of these impact plus specials, you may see Swan get a shot at Callahan after this showing. It, it he probably he nine times out of ten won't win it, but right. I think you you'll see it because uh Swan and uh Callahan feuded for the X Division title last year, mm. and they have great chemistry together. And those guys came up together um in the Andes. I'm a firm believer that 
Richwan has always been a really good competitor. He's always been really charismatic. Um, but this, I think, was his coming out party as a wrestler because it was some. He was put over so well in that match. Um, his heart, his determination, the his blood, guts that he was spitting, spitting out, out. Yeah, you know, um, he was. And Elga took 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 him to fucking school. Yeah, it was great, man, and it was it was a match that Rich Swan definitely deserved to to hopefully get a push that he now f- looks as he should be getting and a well deserved push because he shouldn't. I don't think he should be second tier right now at all. Obviously, Tessa Blanchard, you know, being the number one contender for Sammy Callahan's. Championship, champ, cha- championship, championship is a also a huge deal. But man, that I think. Do you feel the same as I? Do you think that Rich Swan's determination and his showing overshadows Tessa winning? I don't think it overshadows him. I because I've been watching the product for for a while, for a long time. I stuck through the dark years of Impact. Um, it's always got to be a race thing with you. So, uh, so think about so like they've been building Tessa, so they've been building Tessa pretty much for the better part of two years as well. Mm-hmm. So her finally getting a shot at the world championship, it it like I don't you can't take away from that. Yeah. Swan getting over and doing his thing on a, on Impact, it's just something that adds more to that Impact product for mm-hmm. me. I I think it overshadows not like not like oh it's the we. No one's even going to talk about Tessa. I think it overshadows just because, like, especially when the blood was added to it, you know, and he's spitting it out and it's dribbling down. Uh, see, dribble, not swallow. Um, <laughs> you know, from his mouth to the mat and everything, it, it, the visuals in that were is is what really stands out of, the, of that match to me. Sure, Tessa winning and then, you know, going, holy shit, after she pinned uh, Brian Cage. After, Fucking meat castle. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Was was wonderful, but I, I'm really excited for what Rich Swan and what he did. Obviously, our boy Rohit Raju in the beginning. Uh, you right over there, man? Fucking just jacked my knee. Yeah? Oh, I usually jack my penis. The four-way. You should try it one time. So we'll try it. So with the four-way tag match. It's a tag match that was really good. You know, it was there was a lot of. There was it was controlled chaos, you know, because that there are times where all four teams were in the in the ring outside of the ring, so on and so forth. But even when it went back in, the proper people were being tagged out. You know, it, I I want to really commend Impact Wrestling because we give a lot of shit. A lot of people are talking a lot of shit about the way AW is doing their tag division right now, where it's just a lot of spots, not a lot of story, and a lot of who cares what the ref says. Um, so watching a match like this with four different teams, a four corner match and it being so structured and still following. And it also fit into two storylines. That tag match fit into two different storylines as well. Yeah. With the rascals and And then uh, and Trey Miguel and Ace Austin and Trey's hot mom. Trey's hot mom. Yep. All right. But is that going to be Ace Austin's new thing? He wanted to bang Alicia Edwards. He wanted Eddie Edwards' wife and I wants Trey's mom. Yeah. Why not? Um, so let's move on to have some conversations about tonight's Survivor Series. Again, ladies and gentlemen, Survivor Series is... We're not going to talk about the A-Dub. Did something happen? I, I really can't even think of... Say, uh, Scorpio Sky. Scorpio Sky. Okay, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about, yeah, Sky and Jericho. Scorpio Sky pinned Chris Jericho last week. First loss 
Jericho has felt in NAW. I almost said impact. <laughs> um, so Jericho comes out and cuts a promo. And he's wanting to say he was sorry. So he had he couldn't say the word sorry. So Jack Swagger, H- Hagar. Actually, I kept Jake Hagar. I even said Jack. Um, and he's like, I'm s- s- hands the mic over to Hagar. And he like, said he's sorry. sorry. Like, you just got a list and you got him saying the S word. <laughs> That's what made it hilarious. It's like, God, man, it's mean. Sorry. Um, he says he's sorry. He's, oh, man. Hilarious, but I agree. It's still funny. Um, so then SCU come out. SCU and Scorpio Sky is the one with my, you don't fucking Daniels Kazarian. They don't touch that stick. Scorpio Sky. And he holds his own with Jericho, one of the best guys on the microphone in wrestling history. I like big butts and I cannot lie. (laughs) He said, said, my old ex-girlfriend, he's a girl I had a crush on in high school. She called me, we're going on a date. And Jericho, yeah, well, she's put on some some pounds since then. I've seen her. Scorpio Sky with the rebuttal. I like big butts and I cannot lie. Like, it's (laughs) gold. They went back and forth very well with each other to the point where Scorpio Sky is now getting an AEW championship match. Next week, he definitely. Against him, Chris Jericho. And yeah, let's talk about that because wins and losses matter. Oh, no, they don't. They don't. They fucking don't. They don't. Not now. Does Scorpio Sky have a singles match victory at all in AEW? He hasn't had a singles match in AEW yet, has he? He's only been in tag and trios. So you're telling me that he is not undefeated in singles match. Right? He's That's what you're telling me? Not. He's not even in the power rankings. He's not. <laughs> not. Okay, not even in the top five power rankings. So does being a title holder trump that? This is something I wanted to get into because singles records, Scorpio Sky is 0-0. Uh, he's 5-2 and in tag team, 4-0 and in trios, and somehow he's 9-3 and overall. Let me repeat that. Think about these numbers. Zero and zero in singles. Five and two in tag team. Four and O oh in trios. Nine and three overall. Uh, was he in a was he in a casino battle was he in any of the battle royales? Like the casino battle royales or anything? I don't know. I don't think so. Cause if he was inside a bat any type of battle royale, that could have counted as a loss that they really didn't put anywhere. Well, that's that's his record and Sammy Guevara, sorry, why don't you say Guerva? Guerva. Sammy Guevara, 0-3 in singles, 2-1 in tag, 1-0 in trios, 3-4 overall. That's the numbers. You know, uh, Michael Nakazawa, 1-2 in singles, 0-0 in tag, 0-0 in trios, 1-2 overall. Uh, everyone else is, is like, there are some of these that the numbers are just weird, man. Uh... Kenny Omega's numbers are right. Six and four overall, three, two singles, one and one tag, two and one trios. That's six. That's four. Jungle Boy, 0 oh and seven overall. Sorry, I just one. But his numbers are proper. Four, two, yep, one, seven. Yeah. So again, it's weird. It's weird, it's weird, it's weird. Maybe, I don't know where the other loss came from, Scorpio Sky, but somebody needs to fix this on AEW's website. However, so we're going into the rankings. Number one contender, like, I mean, dude, they had Britt Baker versus, uh, Hikaru Shida. Hikaru Shida, yes. Uh, They were number one and two. And Shida won. So now she's number one. You know, there are times that these power rankings. If it's something that serious and you want me to take you seriously, you gotta stop fucking with shit. 
it's but if you're going to tell me that if you win and you beat a champion it's a higher thing it automatically knocks you up to the power rankings well then cool but scorpio sky won last wednesday and the power rankings came out friday after that he wasn't in there in other words you right. say inconsistency is jericho you off. shouldn't be the one deciding who he's going to face. If you're going to make it feel like combat sports with a real ranking system and wins and losses, fucking when Brock Lesnar was the heavyweight champion of UFC, you know, or Conor McGregor is a champion, he don't just go to go up and go, hey, I'm a fight. You could take me on for the title. I think it's part of that whole <laughs> damn Looney Tunes promo. But it doesn't. But okay. But then if it's standing up to where these things matter, look, I'm not saying I don't want to see it because I think Scorpio Sky versus Jericho is going to be a great fucking match. But I don't think it should be for the title. Now, if he beats him in a one on one match, like let's say next week he did, you know, and he goes, I, we should fight. And he goes, I'm not putting off my title up, Junior, but we can fight. I'll, you know, you beat me. It's a fluke. Blah blah blah. Play that promo. And then Scorpio Sky beats him in a one-on-one match. Well, now at least Scorpio Sky's one and zero in singles, and he's, and he's beat the, the champion, champion. twice. Yeah. Yeah, they, I, I think I that think was one of these they rushed because like Jericho took his first pin, right? And that's fine and understandable. But again, if like Nas said, does it matter more if you pin the champion? If somebody who is unranked beats Alabama or LSU. That kills Alabama and LSU's ranking because they're you lost to an unranked team. You're going to drop six or seven spots. That unranked team could jump to number twenty, you know, after being nothing. You know, Oregon lost to Arizona State last yesterday. You know, not ranked. And Arizona State was like number seven. I mean, uh, Oregon was like number seven or something like that. Arizona State, who knows what the rankings are going to do? But that's an upset, and it shoots people up those ladders. But if that so- shoots someone up. You can't then show rankings and him not be there. But now he gets a title shot. I can't follow your product. Your product is you're putting so many rules in place and then breaking and bending them every chance you get to suit a storyline. And you can't. Dude, we buried the fuck out of WWE for this. Mm -hmm. And AEW is doing the same fucking thing. But the fucking fanboys are like, oh, AEW is the shit. Dude. What's good for the goose is good for the gander. If you're going to bitch about it for one fucking company, you better fucking bitch about it for the other one. We sure are. We're not showing favorites. NXT is consistent. We just said it. Week after week after week, these storylines are followed up and everything makes sense. Nothing to bitch about. I mean, little things here and there. We nitpick, of course. It's what we do. We break shit down. But not like that. Is it more difficult with you, Nick? Are you falling out of love with AEW? Because remember, we were talking about this before, and you were like, I'm not in love, I'm in like. Uh, I'm still in like. I haven't gone to that next level, but um, they're kind of hurting my feelings a little bit with stuff like this because I I held the expectation that they were going to make something happen with these wins and losses, and then eventually they would explain the reasoning behind it and you know why this guy is ranked this way and why if this guy wins this match, then this will happen, but... You're not getting any of that. And then, you know, I could sit there and analyze it and think, well, maybe Scorpio Sky is getting this championship match because Chris Jericho initiated it. Or that shouldn't fucking matter if you have a a power ranking system. Mm -hmm. If you're going to introduce rankings, wins and losses matter, then stick to that and tell us what the fuck that means. Because right now... You're making note of it on every episode. Oh, yeah, the Friday the power rankings come out. Friday the power rankings come out. So? Because clearly it really doesn't matter. 
Now, if Scorpio Sky had come down to the ring with SCU and talked shit to Jericho, and they give you a little bit of a tease into a storyline, or maybe let's have another tag match, or like you said, let's have a match not for the title. No match. I don't really care, but you're hinting at, you know what? I just fucking pinned the champion. I'm coming for you. It might not be next week. might not be tonight. might not be in a month. But now I've got your number. I'm fucking coming for you. Because, like you said, he doesn't have any singles matches. He's never won a singles match. So, like, I would be even happy with that. But this is this is very frustrating. It is. What about uh, you, Smitty? Are you falling out of AEW? No. Was it? I'm still very much enjoying it. Like, there are inconsistencies that bother me, but yeah, I'm, I'm definitely just, enjoying I'm just glad, it. I'm like, <laughs> I, I'm. Just, I'm st- at this point, I'm just watching, and it's it still feels kind of fresh and different from WWE to a certain, for certain aspects. It does. That stuff's just frustrating. So I'm trying to find their power rankings. Uh, Us, on for this site, oh, it's you can't find it on their website. I just I went to the roster and everything. It, no, it doesn't say. No, it's always on, only on Twitter. It's got to only be on Twitter, which is fucking annoying. That's dumb. <clears throat> yeah. This is just one of those buzz they really need to fix. <clears throat> Eight weeks. All right. There's <laughs> singles division, AEW. <laughs> As of Friday, Pac, number one, four, one, and one uh, in singles. Mox, number two, three, oh, and one. Uh, I don't know how undefeated <laughs> is less than a guy who has one loss, but whatever. Uh, Cody three one and one, uh, Hangman four three, Kenny Omega three and two. Those are your five. That's your top five for AW. Scorpio Sky has a championship match on Wednesday, folks. Just because he pinned the champ in a tag match. Well, and if that's the case, then fucking say that. Yeah. Then say it. Well, that's the whole promo kind of thing. But too. if that's the case, then if it's because he pinned the champion, that's why you get the match. Why isn't he on the fucking rankings? Why is he trumping all of these other people above him mm-hmm. on the rankings? You don't get if you're fucking if if you want to make it more like a sports feel. I'm not gonna watch fucking okay. Oregon State just lost, right? Again, Arizona Oregon, State, Oregon State. Or, Oregon, Oregon won. Arizona State beat him. Arizona State is not going to go fucking face LSU for the national championship now <laughs> just because uh, 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 they beat fucking Oregon. The college rankings are bullshit. No, but uh, but even any ranking, I don't give a shit. It's, and if you're going to put him as a number one contender, then he needs to be number one on the fucking rankings. Or at least in there, dude. But you can't put him on your rankings because he's zero and zero in singles. It's like they didn't put... They said, we're going to make wins and losses count. We don't fucking know how. We'll play it by ear. Right. And then, <laughs> oh, now we're resetting uh, every January. What? That doesn't bother me as much. I think that don't bother me because I, I think that's, that stops certain people from getting buried if they have, like, a bad year. But again, like, <laughs> I can't follow this. I can't even talk about it to. Fo- I can't even follow it in my conversation about it. Things they, they still got bugs they need to work out. We say you got to give it at least a year to work out these kinks. Cool, but don't come in with one thing. You're they fucking touted this shit, dude. And already you're kicking your own self in the dick. I'll be very honest. I'm liking A W even less, less and less every fucking week. 
There's hosts of other shows talking about how oh the presentation is wonderful. I'm watching it as, and they're like, oh, I watch it as a fan. And like, no, dude, you, you, there's a fucking there's an emotion connected that you're putting blinders on. I never had these emotions with AEW. As a matter of fact, I was the biggest fucking critic of AEW right when it was announced. Mm-hmm. Everyone's like, it's gonna be great, and I'm like, is it though? This is what we're based off of. If all as all in was the base, and that's what I went with. These guys booked all in. These guys can't keep putting themselves over, and they didn't. And I'm and I'm great with. It. I'm very happy with that. They Bucks didn't even pay, touch. Pay, pay to see us lose. Yeah, Bucks didn't even touch the. They were in that tag team tournament. They didn't go far. They went one round. Cody lost. Right, that's fine. No, I can't face for the title at all. You know, Kenny Omega is on a redemption storyline. You know, he's three and two. Uh, in the fucking rankings, and where did I just I, I had it? And then below. Adam Page is pretty much he took yeah he took a shot at it for the first time and hasn't been back in that picture. Nick mm-hmm. Jackson just took a singles loss to yeah. uh, to Phoenix. Well, Ray Phoenix and and Pentagon are were, were, were amazing singles competitors before they start throwing them together in AAA. So that and you know three and oh, four and one three and oh, so on and so forth. Uh, Christopher Daniels is three and two. Why isn't he in the top five? Oh, singles. I'm sorry, single. Uh, Daniels hasn't had a singles match yet. Has he? No, he corrected it. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was like singles. I was uh, saying, if anything, he's going to go against Pinto within the next couple weeks. Right. So you got Kenny Omega, who's three and two over uh, three and two in singles. Right. So Darby Allen's four and three. MJF is one and one. Uh, Kip Sabian's two and one in singles. He has less. Losses than Kenny Omega. Why isn't he in the top five? Because uh, his his wins came in multiple man matches. No singles, two and singles? one. He's zero and two in trios. Singles is two and one. He's two and three overall. Triple, like multiple man matches. Like, no. Oh, oh he, won, he he won the first ever AEW match. Right. So Luchasaurus is one and zero in singles. Well, he just had his first singles match. He's one and zero. He's undefeated. Kenny Omega has two losses. Why is he number five? You know. Again, I'm just you're telling me these things matter. Ray Phoenix is one to know, you know. Uh, what do you guys say about the college football thing? The whole strength of schedule, like who it depends on who you beat. That, and if, but if that matters, awesome. I'm okay with that. And if that's why Kenny's number five because his three wins are over big time opponents, awesome. I'm cool with that. Say that. Yeah, they need to make that clear because right now we don't know, right? And then, but again, and then again. If that matters, why is Scorpio Sky not on that ranking? But he's getting a title shot. That's what I'm saying. Like it's you, you, they're doing what WWE did does. Hey, this works right now. Let's make this happen. This we can. This works for our storyline that we're building right now. Who cares about the past? This is working for this. You can't keep fucking with things because I can't follow it. And if I can't follow it, especially a new product like this, if I'm already not being able to follow this. You didn't see WWE has me on an co- emotional connection. I've watched WWE for years. When they fuck up, it pisses me off, but I watch because it's like, okay, I still want to see these guys do stuff, right? AEW doesn't have that emotional connection with me. They are a new product. Sure, some of the guys do. I love Jericho. I love Mox. You know, Kenny, I watched him, you know, in those matches that weren't as great as everyone said, um, but still good. You know, I mean, sorry. Went 85 star matches. They were still good matches. But I don't have the connections to these guys that I've had with the long standing WWE people. Mm-hmm. Right. So when you're losing me, 
It's like a television show, dude. In season eight of your show, if season eight is shit, I know I'll still watch because I've been watching since season one. But if season one is shit, you lost a viewer. If I if I don't like your show, and like it's always sunny in Philadelphia. That show is loved by many people. That show didn't make me laugh at all in the first season. Everyone goes, oh, you got to wait for Danny DeVito. He shows up in season two. Uh, Th- that's kind of how I felt about I, it. I never, like, I never watched. I, I, I people love it. So, and mm-hmm. that's, that's, but I I'm think not it's saying right it's bad. Show, it? I'm just saying it's not for me. You love it, cool, awesome. Not for me. Same with a- that's what AEW is doing right now. They're season oneing me right now, and I'm not liking it. And if I if I'm gone, I'm gone. I won't be gone because obviously I'm here. So it'll be the only thing that sucks me in after season one, besides that one lady. <laughs> it's just it it's disappointing because. You know, when they said that wins and losses wouldn't matter, in my mind, I tried to run through a scenario of how you could make that work because it's not like, you know, in in hockey or basketball or baseball or football, everybody plays 16, 82, 162 games. Right. Every fucking team. And then you have a point system based on that. And then there's tiebreakers if the points are tied and so on and so on. Mm -hmm. But not everybody's going to have the same amount of matches. And... You know, you're talking about quality of matches and so on and so on. So I, I couldn't figure it out. And my hope was they'll answer these questions for me. That They've got to have some kind of an idea because if that's what they're going to do, they're going to have a plan. And they don't have a fucking plan. It, it's disappointing. I, Joe said sports do it. They reset new season. And I agree. I'm not arguing that. That's what he said about the January thing. But yeah, the re- resetting of the things. But the thing is, this is not a team sport. This is combat. Technically, it's combat sports. It is. It's whether you got teams, like a tag team or a trio, but you're still fighting wins and losses. And then there's a championship at the end of the year, and that's when they reset. And then everyone goes for that same championship. This is a title belt or a championship that's defended every month, every couple of months, every couple of weeks, whatever, however you do it. So resetting combat sports, it's not like – Floyd Mayweather had to fight to keep his champion. He goes, okay, now I got to fight four more to keep my belt uh, for the end of the year so I can stay undefeated and go in and have this belt back at the end of the year. Floyd Mayweather, wait, Mayweather defended his title and stayed undefeated. He didn't go 4-0, 3-0, you know, fighting to be a champion again. He's not a uh, – He lo- you lose your belt and then you get it back. You know, in the NBA, you you don't have it. You're the champion from the previous season. Right, you're the Golden State Warriors are the are they won the title? They're not the current champions. They are current, they have the they, worst defending. record in the league right now. But that's not what I'm talking about. They won last. No, the Toronto Raptors. Sorry, Toronto Raptors won last year. Forgot about right? that, did yeah. you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Toronto Raptors won last year. They have to fight for their championship. They aren't. They don't. It's not theirs. You know what I'm saying? They don't perform well in the season. They don't get to fight for that t- title again. The win, the minute Jericho won that belt, he's the champ, and he fight and he faces it off, and people have to fight to face him. So that's why I'm like the the reset kind of throws it off for me. Look, you want to fight for it? What? I, okay, fine, I'll accept it. I don't think it's right because of the type of sport this is, but it's something different as well. And I can't say it's wrong when I haven't seen it executed. But what they are executing is pissing me off. Okay. Um. Yeah, it's twelve thirty. Let's get into some Survivor Series stuff because I don't want to keep bitching about AEW. I feel like that's all I do, <laughs> and it sucks because again, I can't even shit on the product. Sometimes, you know, uh, you just they, don't, you don't the inconsistencies with the how was how was handled. 
Yeah, like you know, because I I really don't mind uh, fucking Mox and Darby Allen was a great fucking match. Private Party and um, the uh, Private Party match was good too. Yeah, like it's I I I can't. I think that's one thing I do like about AEW. Like they are focusing on tag. Team. Like I'm a fan of tag team wrestling. Mm-hmm. I know you say you don't like the fact that most of the tag matches are spot fest. No, no, the Bucks matches are spot fest, and oh. there was they finally had that last one that w- a storyline was told a lot throughout. I, and that's what I'm saying. Like I, the like the fucking tag team championship match, uh, SCU, uh, her, yeah, great fucking match, dude. I, I I'm not saying every match is every tag match is a spot fest. I'm saying those Bucks one were spot fest where it's, it's hard to follow, but I'm saying that there's the rules thing right you know what i'm saying like someone's out for a a count referee's discretion there's only so many times you can hear jr bitch about the fact that the ref's not doing his job oh they did they did uh kind of rectify the whole tag team thing say now instead of having a five count one of your teammates in the ring they have a 10 referee gives you a 10 now cool i'm all right with that that's and it's a rule but stick to it if you hit that 10 count and there's no dq Again, I'm I'm still saying it. The first DQ in AEW is gonna be the most bullshit fucking ending <laughs> to a match fucking ever. There, there's gonna be so many people pissed off that they just fucking uh the DQ. How did that happen? So yeah, Britt Baker versus uh Hikaru Shida. Hikaru Shida was a great match this week. You know, I I I can't. I'm not shitting on the product overall. I'm only bitching about the specific things that are wrong. I will never ever say yeah. AEW sucks. Can I, I will say. I'm not a big fan of Britt Baker in the ring. She's she's one. Of, she does not sell anybody's offense. She's a little boring. Oh, if that was Adam Cole's baby, I don't. Yeah. I wouldn't Adam give Cole gonna kick you in the dick. <laughs> kick you in the baby. You're talking shit about Britt. I'm not. I'm not the biggest fan of her. I can't. I'm not arguing it. I think she's bland and she doesn't sell. And she does not sell offense. I'd like to see her in the performance center. Not even a joke. I think if she you brought her to NXT, I think you would. Um, again, man, I, I just feel like we're blowing smoke up WWE's ass. But the Performance Center is amazing. There's a reason NXT is spectacular. Women, men, tag, all those matches. They have the Performance Center. You know, the, it's it's just like NBA teams. They have practice centers where they fucking practice five days a week. You know, and plus games and whatever. You know, if there's a day off, they're probably practicing. They're probably in their practice facility before games. You or know, in the gym. like this is this is stuff that they can do that they, you, they're working every day. AW doesn't have that. I think they do. I, I think Cody is getting ready to introduce that, um, which would be awesome. Yeah, I, I read something about. It. I'm trying to look it up, but yeah, well, I'm I'm just not the biggest fan of Britt Baker, which is fine. Uh, I think all the rest of the women in that division are pretty solid. She's the only person person I have a problem with. I I I think that Rio championship match was really good when she took on her her teacher, Amy Sakura. Yeah. Again, I I, I want I don't want to keep shitting on AEW because I'm only shitting on the one thing, the things I don't like. And if I can't follow it, I have a problem. Don't lose your fan base right now. Don't lose your. We've always said it: the casual fan base is what you need to bring in. Right, the reason that your ratings are there's also did you see the demogra- the demographic numbers of uh I did not yeah i I've had those pulled up actually, but that's fine, but again, if you're keeping the demographic but you're losing in the ratings, that means you're losing your casual fans, 
You know, AW had a million plus the first three weeks, then 962,000 week four. Uh, then almost a million uh, the before the last pay-per-view, full gear. 957,000. You know, uh, no, I'm sorry. That's the post, the after full gear episode, 957,000. Uh, the one before full gear was 822,000. Again, man, I'm not, you have to make it consistent. We're done talking about that. I keep saying we're done. I keep going back. (laughs) Let's talk survivor series. Um, Survivor Series is emanating tonight. Again, if you're in the Metro Detroit area and you are listening to us, you are watching us, man, fucking come to B-Dubs, downtown Detroit, no cover, family friendly, get your ass to Buffalo Wild Wings for for Survivor Series. Huge party going on. Uh, AJ Styles, Roderick Strong, and Shinsuke Nakamura uh, fighting each other uh, to see who is the better mid-card champion. Then the tag team champions, New Day, Undisputed Era, and Viking Raiders are facing each other. Not for the title, but again, just for uh, bragging rights for brand supremacy. And then the women's champions, uh, Becky Lynch, Shayna Baszler, and Bayley fighting each other. Up that After that, the NXT championship is being defended. Adam Cole versus Pete Dunne. Sneaky Pete. Sneaky Petey. Uh, the WWE championship is then being defended as Brock Lesnar takes on Rey Mysterio in a no-holds barred match the you know the blue universal championship is being defended as, <laughs> as bray wyatt takes on daniel bryan hey, let's uh, be honest it still looks better than a fucking ugly ass red one i i like it too i, I i'm not having a problem with it but i was thinking about that name yesterday i was very honest i was at work and i was like yeah blue universal <laughs> uh then the survivor series uh match Team Raw versus Team SmackDown versus Team NXT. Team NXT is going to be announced tonight. After NXT uh, last night, we got an announcement of who the women's match, uh, the women's are going to be for NXT. Uh, So it's Team Raw, Team NXT, and Team SmackDown ladies. And then uh, what's next after this? Yeah, those are all the matches that are going on. Um, Team Raw is... Captained by Charlotte Flair with Sarah Logan, Asuka, Kyrie Sane, and Natalia. Team SmackDown is captained by Sasha Banks with Dana Brooke, Nikki Cross, Lacey Evans, and Carmella. And Team NXT is captained by Rhea fucking Ripley with Tony Storm, Candice LeRae, Io Shirai, and the EST of NXT, Bianca Belair. Uh, the men's match is Team Raw, as we said earlier, captained by Seth Rollins with Randy Orton, Drew McIntyre, Ricochet and Kevin Owens. SmackDown is captained by Roman Reigns with Braun Strowman, Baron Corbin, Shorty G, and Mustafa Ali. You guys excited for this? I kind of am. I've not been excited for Survivor Series in a long time. I think the only thing that kind of excited most people about Survivor Series last year was the rise of Becky Lynch mm-hmm. that led to the whole WrestleMania thing. Mm-hmm. But outside of that, Survivor Series used to be one of my favorite pay-per-views. It's lost a lot of luster. And I think that this whole NXT angle going into this year, it's the first time in a long time I've actually been looking forward to Survivor Series. Nick, what about you? I, I do have to agree with, with Smitty. It's It's been an interesting take with NXT coming into the picture. Um, I really didn't expect that. And when I heard that they were going to be involved in Survivor Series, I was like, sweet. This is 
this is going to be good. Uh, prediction for your final grade for this show. Nick, what do you think? What are you hoping? What do you think it's going to be versus what do you hope it's going to be? I think it's going to be about a... Out of 10. Oh. Sorry. <laughs> uh, 1 being the shittiest, 10 being the EST. I think we'll see an 8. And you think we'll eight. see an 8? Yep. What do you hope? Are you hoping it's an 8 as well? Uh, yeah. You think, uh, so yeah. you think it's going to live up to expectations? Nice, I, dude. I think so. Awesome. Yeah. Smitty, what do you think it's going to be versus what do you hope it's going to be? I'm always hoping for an 8 or a 9. Okay. But I, I think it's gonna. It's, I think it'll hit that seven, five, eight mark possibly. Uh, I'm, I'm in the boat with you, Smitty. I'm, I'm hoping for a nine. Uh, cause I, I, sorry, I'm hoping for a fucking ten. I hope this is the best pay per view WWE puts out all fucking year because I think it'll be better to showcase it just like that with a ten. The problem is I don't think it's gonna do that. There's a lot of things that are gonna go in here that I think are gonna some spots that people should win shouldn't aren't gonna win. Uh, I'm expecting a seven five. Uh, I'm still expecting a really good pay-per-view. I'm expecting their best pay-per-view no matter what. I'm hoping it's the best pay-per-view period of all the shows this year, but I think it's going to be the best WWE pay-per-view um, for sure. That being said, let's go into a little bit of our Pro Wrestling Scorecards predictions. Again, we're not going to go fully into it, but we are going to talk about it. Uh, ProWrestlingScorecards.com, ladies and gentlemen. You go there, fill out your Survivor Series. You got... Uh, a little over five hours still, if you want to fill it out, man. It's, uh, the cutoff is, let's see, if it's a little over five hours, it means the cutoff is six o'clock. No. Yeah, six o'clock our time. Six, six o'clock yeah. Eastern Standard Time, which is when the pre-show kicks off for Survivor Series because Survivor Series starts at seven. So um, the mid-card title. Smitty, who do you think, who do you feel is going to take this one? Uh, AJ. You think AJ is going to be your prominent one? Why do you think AJ over anybody else? Um. AJ's been probably the most uh, featured make card champion out pretty much throughout all three shows. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it's nothing against Roddy because, like you, like we said earlier, Undisputed Air has been featured heavily everywhere. Mm-hmm. And it's been featured as a faction, not as individual title holders. The only individual title holder has been featured is Adam Cole. So then who takes the fall? Nakamura. So AJ over not? Roddy on the middle? Just mm-hmm. outside? Okay. I see that. Uh... The tag match, Nick, Viking Raiders, New Day, Undisputed Era. Who do you think takes this? I've got the Viking Raiders. Okay. Um, by pin. Why do you think it's the Viking Raiders? Do you think the Viking Raiders should win this? I think – I don't know about should. I think that they're made to look extremely strong and powerful right now as one of these elite teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've hinted at their their reign in NXT a couple times. The the commentary team has. Um, I, I just think that if you're gonna play to this powerful dominant tag team force, um, you got to go with the Viking Raiders. I, I just I feel it. I feel it. But I had to edit my card. <laughs> Because when I filled out the uh, Survivor Series card yesterday before uh, TakeOver, I had Pete Dunne's unscheduled appearance, and then he actually goes and wins. That's fine. You don't don't have to tell us that, Smitty. (laughs) Um, So that would put Raw at two matches, two wins, AJ and Viking Raiders. Um, Last year, SmackDown got the clean sweep outside of the New Day in the pre-show. SmackDown was destroyed. They lost every match. Based on what you guys said first two to start off with, do we think that this is going to be a clean sweep for Raw again? 
over both brands? Nick, we'll start with you. No, no. I, I think it's going to go back and forth. I feel like you could see NXT. You'll see a couple Raw wins, a couple SmackDown wins, but NXT is going to take the night. You think NXT takes the night? Mm-hmm. What do you think it's made? I don't think SmackDown takes the night with NXT getting a couple wins here and there. Do you, uh, Okay, so obviously Raw is not going to be clean swept. No. All right. Um, do you think – so you think SmackDown wins the night, NXT win a couple wins. Do you think Raw has the least amount of wins then? Yeah, this year. Just okay. Because, like, honestly, you want, you want to push – uh, Fox, always SmackDown on Fox. You want to get more eyes on NXT? But Raw's Vince's baby, baby. Yeah, but that, that <laughs> like, like I'm, I think I don't think I'm just thinking with a little bit more wide. Like, do you, you want to think put these that this over? card is more more unpredictable than any other card they've done this year, or do you like with the inclusion of NXT? Yes, and like like yeah, you, but you also said earlier, NXT's looked so strong throughout the last couple of weeks. I wouldn't be surprised if they just let NXT shit the bed mm-hmm. throughout the show. And I'm hoping that doesn't happen. All right. Uh, triple threat women's match. Becky, Bailey, and Baszler. Smitty, who do you think is taking this one? I think they give this is going to be one of the few things that NXT went, one of the ones that NXT takes. Okay. Uh, you think Baszler? Yeah, I think Baszler's going to go ahead and tap Bailey out. <clears throat> All right. All right. Let's do that. Um, NXT Championship match, Pete Dunne and Adam Cole. Uh, we've basically said we feel like Adam Cole is just retaining this because Pete Dunne is nothing but fodder. Drink, bitch. <laughs> so we're going to move on to the WWE Championship match and the no D hold barred Q match. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it took a second for that to click. <laughs> yep, the no D holds barred Q match. Uh, DQ. I want Dairy Queen now. I'm fat. Sorry. Um, Lesnar, Mysterio. Is Mysterio therefore yes? Yeah, he is. Smitty. <laughs> yes, he is. No, no chance in hell that he has a chance of winning this. No, really. Hell no. All right, Nick. Mm-mm. None. Mm-mm. Zero. Mm-hmm. Only, the only reason they put the stipulation to make you because they think they're going to make you think Ray has a chance. And I think they're going to, and there'll be a few spots in the match where you'll be like, oh my God, he might fucking do it. And then they'll cut your balls off. So you think they're going to do a good job of selling it? I think so. Uh, no, I think we got another Kane Velasquez situation in Saudi Arabia where this match doesn't even go over five fucking minutes. Uh, may, oh, yeah. Res- Lesnar doesn't wrestle that long. Uh, up next is the Blue Universal Championship match. Uh, Wyatt, the Fiend Bray Wyatt versus Daniel Bryan. Nick, any chance in hell that uh, Daniel Bryan wins this? Nope. I don't think so. Um, no, I think they're trying to build up Bray Wyatt long term for once. And uh, Give him a good run with the title belt? Yeah, with that Fiend character as an unstoppable Coolest force. thing in wrestling, man. He's, uh, he's going. Daniel Bryan, no, no. Smitty. Is there any chance that Daniel Bryan can get the Fiend booed? Uh, I don't think he can booed. I think he can split the crowd at best. Split the, well, I mean, not full. Uh, again, that split the crowd is still getting booed to an extent. Because right now, the Fiend is the most popular thing. It's it's cheers every fucking time he comes out, no matter what he That's does. A, I think I think if Bryan actually do pull a trigger and he goes back to doing all, all the yes shit during like at the, during his match. 
you may get the crowd split or like a whole let's go Brian, let's go Fiend type deal, but mm-hmm. not like a not actually booed. All right. Uh, Nick, Survivor Series men's match. Obviously, we do not know the NXT competitors, but which team do you think is going to take this one? Fuck. Ooh, that's not a team. No. Um, I've, I've changed it twice. <laughs> um, at first, I had SmackDown, Roman Reigns being. I, said, I, I, still, I, I stuck with that one. And now I changed it to NXT with, uh, Unanimous talent making the final fall over Baron Corbin. <laughs> Woohoo! Unanimous. <laughs> but I'm I'm Wait, still anonymous. Anonymous. I'm still teetering with that Roman Reigns oh, pick yeah. because I feel like they're going to try and push Roman Reigns to the moon. Still, that's going to be got to take the title off of uh, Wyatt. Yeah. <sighs> so slow. So that's so, even worse, dude. You thought you got him booed by winning that Rumble. Have them take the title off of Brett? No. <laughs> but they, that's like, that's, they have, they're no. going to have to slow, they have to slow burn. They're going to have to slow burn that build, though. Man, that's a who I know. I say the only way they make that work is if they slow burn the build. I, Don't just push them in there. I think Roman Reigns about to hold that brand new Intercontinental Championship for a little bit. I think he's going to solidify that belt, make it look strong. I see him staying away from that Blue Universal Championship for quite a while. Uh, Survivor Series Women's Match, Smitty. Which what, which team do you have? Uh, I think this is gonna be one of the ones that Raw gets. Yeah, you think fucking Charlotte Flair? Yeah, and her B squad. If Charlotte Flair and the B squad, and she probably end up being a Soul Survivor. Soul Survivor. All right, listen here. Uh, yeah, Charlotte Flair's team is. It's. I guess it's not all B squad. It's Oscar is in there, but Kyrie saying Sarah Logan and Natalia. Like, you know who's missing? How fucking injured is Alexa Bliss right now? I don't yeah. know. That's like because I think that's re- so because uh, SmackDown is Sasha, is Sasha, Nikki, Dana Brooke, Dana Brooke, Lacey, and Carmella. Yeah, I don't. Where the think, fuck is Alexa? I don't Bliss, think Dana would have been. I think Alexa's still hurt. That's why you got Dana Brooke. I guess my does this show the depth problems of the women's roster in WWE? Yeah, I, because I, look, okay, let, let's here's Team NXT: Rhea Ripley, Tony Storm, Candice LeRae. Bianca Belair and Neo Shirai. You still, you still have, and she's injured, but let's just talk about the people who aren't on this team that could. Mia Yim, amazing fucking talent, Tegan right? Knox. Tegan Knox, amazing fucking talent. Dakota Kai, Shayna Baszler. That's four women right there that are fucking top notch main event women in NXT. But you're, I mean, look, I'm all for featuring people that haven't been featured, right? But, when you see Sarah Logan thrown into this and you see Dana Brooke thrown into this, by the way, Dana Brooke's coming along a lot. Like we've seen her wrestle. We've seen her out there. She looks way better than she has. Yeah. She's Carmella in it. Yeah. It's yeah. She 100% made a, a tremendous improvement, but then you got to think, okay, who else is on the raw women's roster? Nobody. Crickets. Who else is on the SmackDown women's roster besides the champions? Nobody. I'm Alexa. I'm, I'm literally going to. Yeah. Alexa, she's on SmackDown. So I'm going. I'm. I'm literally going to this because I have to know. Is Alicia Fox still active? Uh, Alicia, oh no, she's in rehab. Yeah. She. Congratulations to her for coming out for that, announcing it and everything. That's awesome. About time. You know. Uh, the Raw. Uh, so Raw is Billy Kay, Peyton Royce. Oh yeah, the Iconics. We forgot about them. Um, I think the world forgot about them after they took the Liv Morgan. Naomi. Ruby Riot, she's injured still though. Yeah. Zelina Vega, that's raw. 
Okay. Uh, where? Why can't I find the superstar button? Oh, Sonya Deville and Mandy Rose. Sonya Deville and Mandy Rose. Yep. Okay. Uh, there it is. Alexa Bliss. Again, we think she's injured. Uh, Ember Moon injured. She announced that on WWE backstage. Shit, we have to go into that. Fuck, so much to go into. Uh, Lana, Mandy Rose, Mickey James, Maurice is on the list. Really? Uh, she's on maternity leave. Yeah, 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 she had a baby, so I don't know why she's. I don't even know she was a superstar. Um, yeah, Sony Deville. Yeah, Mickey so, James still active. Tamina. Oh. Hmm. So, yeah, man. There's. See, that's a whole bunch of who cares. And I don't mean that in, a, in, in, in any disrespectful way. Outside of everybody on that list, Alexa Bliss is the only one we really thought about. It's like, okay, she's the only one that probably would have made a difference in yeah. any of this. Everybody else is either hurt or who gives a shit. I think, I think you're about right with that one. I think NXT takes the women's for sure, especially with the announcement of who the team is. Um, all right, final thing that we're going to talk about, and we're out fucking out of here. Uh, WWE Backstage had the return of CM Punk to some sort of WWE television. As he stated many times on the show, he is a Fox talent. It's like Jay Glazer for the NFL on pregame shows. He is discussing things. He doesn't work for the NFL. He works for Fox. Uh, And he showed it. (laughs) CM Punk does not work for WWE. He works for Fox. And CM Punk had quite a few things to say. Um, Mocking... Uh, things trying to get Paige in trouble. He's like, what did you think about when that dog came out? You know you didn't like that. And she's like, yeah, it's stupid. You all right getting me in trouble. Stop. You know, because that's how Paige talks. And <laughs> I still put my dick in her mouth. Uh, yeah, she, she sounds like it already is. Uh, CM things. Punk trolled Renee. She would talk about, you know, you were out here when those S.H.I.E.L.D. guys came in. He goes, oh, those S.H.I.E.L.D. guys, which one's your favorite? And she's like, I like them all the same. No, you don't. You're banging one of them. <laughs> married to him. <laughs> Just can't say a fucking name. So again, CM Punk playing, doing CM Punk things. Uh, how did you feel about his appearance? Are you excited from? Are you going to watch backstage more often now? I'm going to watch Maybe? backstage a little bit more often. I I kind of uh, clip noted it this week because like it's so much to watch in general. Yeah. And I, I 11 I, p.m. on Tuesday nights, Eastern Standard Time. And there's so much. There's so much. I like. I'm making sure I watch stuff I want to watch on top of keeping up with the stuff I need to watch for this. I like what I like about it is it's live. It's not. It's not a recorded show, so there's yeah. no edited comments. It's live, so everything that's said is said. Nick, did you get a chance to watch it this week? I started to watch it. I didn't finish it because um, I, I was watching it Tuesday night and ended up passing out. <laughs> but um, I did see some of it and. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna try and tune in more. Um, so I like that. Un- there? <laughs> it's you know unscripted. It's raw, and we'll see uh, if if Punk can kind of keep up this. Yeah, I still think he's a character on the show, but his character as CM Punk. Um, it's it was interesting. Did the ratings go up? Yeah, jumped up quite a few. Good. Uh, like, why, why is Book there? I mean, granted, there were like 56,000 people watching and it jumped up to like 156,000. Again, still tripled, you know. Um, the comment that he made to Renee was really... Yeah, it was, <laughs> it was fucking was, great. Which one's your favorite? Um, 
that's it for us, man. Uh, we're fucking done. We're going to be at the Buffalo Wild Wings in downtown Detroit tonight for Survivor Series. Again, if you're in the metro Detroit area, come on down. No cover. Uh, drink specials, food specials, family-friendly. Bring your kids. Uh, we will make sure they hear the fu- word fuck and cunt and all of that stuff. Promise, right off the bat. And R. Kelly won't be there. Whoa! <laughs> Why you got to give out spoilers, man? Maybe we wanted him there. Uh, nobody's going to show. Jesus right. Jeez, like Aaliyah's family's not even coming in. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that is it for us. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for watching. We are your ring crew. Nicky one tit. Big Dick Smith. And me, the almighty one and current ring crew champion. Not for long. Going to lose to Nas uh, himself. Mikey. Boo. Damn you, midget stripper. Boo. We are out. Loser.